Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it was a, it was a state of play for sure. <laughs> it was definitely a state of play. So, um, <laughs> negative cells. <laughs> it's got yeah. Balance. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Do you like Kojima or no? Is that uh, why the reaction is like that? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Kojima. I like it. I like Kojima. Um, but I, don't like Kojima in recent years. Uh, so here's the thing about Kojima, right? He's a very creative person, right? They definitely like always been, you know, working outside of the box. Solid Snake, for instance, you know, hiding in a cardboard box, like stupid stuff like that. Um, if you ever played Metal Gear Rising, the game's like ridiculous and in like super actually that's my favorite Metal Gear game. Um, but it's just like ridiculous and over the top, like the characters do really dumb things and say stupid stuff, but it's like the charm of it. Um, but for me, uh, Death Stranding did not have any charm to it. So uh, <laughs> you don't like the uh, walking simulator? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to start playing it, though. I, I know it's probably boring to a lot of people, but I, I still didn't play it. But I've been meaning to for, for a while now. Well, I'll tell you this. I, I streamed it. And uh, it did very well in the beginning because I streamed it when it first came out. And uh, I noticed a drop off from it specifically. And people were giving feedback like this is super boring to watch. Like there's there's nothing happening. Like nothing yeah, going I on. I feel like it's not. I don't think it, it, it can be a good streaming game if you have activities. Yeah. But yeah, if you're just doing shit like streaming regularly, I don't think it's going to work too well. But. Yeah. I'm still going to try Death Stranding too, but my, my, like my thing with Death Stranding was, um, the way that it was branded before it released. Do you guys remember the weird trailer with the baby? The baby's just as weird. Yeah. 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 So it looks fucking fun though. The baby's back. The baby's back. So like, I'm, I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's wild stuff. So, I mean, Obviously, the state of play is a big deal. What I was kind of shocked about was that they announced one for the next month for February. So, yeah, which is not like that's not a thing they do like the next month, which that's kind of unheard of. Big year. Yeah, it's a big year for games. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure they got like B tier or maybe indie stuff scheduled for that. Maybe, you know, maybe more. Maybe, but they, I mean, they have their indie showcase. So like they have a thing already. Um, I mean, Nintendo does too. And Nintendo does, um, direct minis and they do, um, indie directs. So like, I don't know, maybe it could be a thing like that where PlayStation, you know, they didn't want to build my, I don't know. Here's my problem is that like, they spent so much time on death stranding too. And then Kojima, like having like a, um, a monologue after I'm like, what is, what is going on here? Did every, everybody watched it. Right. I saw just the highlights. Yeah. Okay, I didn't watch I didn't watch the whole thing, but, um, yeah, I saw all the trailers. Good job mm-hmm. guys. Good job. You missed a lot. I'm telling you. He's, he's <laughs> I think it was oh, a lot of work. What do you mean to do? Uh, watch it after. I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, you, <laughs> other than the highlights, like you didn't miss much. It, it was a lot of, like the extra stuff with Kojima talking right after the long trailer that they gave Death Stranding to. It's weird to me that like he gets so much highlight in the industry with people like Jeff Keighley. That's like his 
his best friend is BFF and he always gets sort of the highlight of the game awards every year. And um, yeah, because he's doing things outside of the box and then that's actually going to generate clicks. That's going to generate views. That's going to generate comments, you know, cause in a sense, he's also very controversial for the gaming space because he, he just does things differently. Right. And yeah. that's, and that's, you know, they always say, especially in media, like no, no coverage or no attention is bad attention, right? Or no, um, nothing, even if it's negative, is bad for you in a long run, right? Because you're still getting exposed to all these new audiences and, and people. And to them, numbers are everything, right? They don't care if it's negative or positive. So no, I'm sure that no. there's, you know, it's, it's all calculated why he, he's so involved in events. Yeah. I mean, that, I, don't, I don't know about all that. Like he's not, he's not like, um, like one of the top guys in the industry or anything, but yeah, he does. He does work outside of the box. He is, uh, he's like a strange guy, which is cool and interesting to people. Like he posts really, really weird things on Twitter and, um, I, sure. I, I sometimes look forward to seeing what he tweets out. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, I love or hate the guy. I, I don't dislike him by any means. I, um, I like that he tries to go in a creative direction, but it just, but also he's doing something that not a lot of like studios are doing now, which is, uh, and you see it when he tweets and he talks about like, especially he's working on a new like action espionage game, right? Which everybody's hyped about because it could be like the new yeah. Metal Gear Solid franchise, right? But he even says it in that video. He goes like, I want to create a new like intersection between video games and movies. And actually those are my favorite types of video games, which allow me to play a character, but feel like I'm the main character in a movie, which mm -hmm. I don't know. A lot of people don't care for it too much because there's not a lot of customization, right? You have uh, yeah. Norman, Norman. No, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm really just so everybody knows I'm terrible with, with names, me too. especially celebrities. So, um, but that's what he's doing. He's creating this new direction for video games. I think that's that's really cool, personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm still interested to check out Death Stranding too, but uh, they did show more of the walking part, so I'm not convinced that you know that's not a major part of There's the game again. There's a lot of vehicles, though. There's a lot of vehicles mm -hmm. and they, shit too. They did add vehicles, yeah. So I mean, like I said, I'm going to check it out regardless. I just I, I want to give it a go and at least give it a chance. I mean, Kojima's done a lot of other things that I like too, not just, you know, the Metal Gear series. So um, I don't know. Did, have you guys played that last Metal Gear game that came out? It was uh, Metal Gear, uh, no. the terrible, the really bad one that was like zombies and ah, what was that called? I didn't yeah. play his last mainline games. So. It wasn't even his. It was yeah. it was yeah, when he left. It was when he left. They they did yeah, another they Metal Gear. I remember hearing it was terrible. Everybody hated it. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, I played it. I'm I'm curious, um, Lay, since you do a lot of you know movies and TV shows reviews and and things of that nature. What do you think? Do you like Kojima? Like, it, regardless if you play the games or not, like, do you like seeing his work? I do because like. As you guys just said, he always does something different. He always has a question mark on what he releases. And yes, Death Stranding is weird and there is a lot of walking, but it's, you know, there's nothing else to compare it really to. It's just, you know, it's still you're watching in awe. And he's always, when he makes, when I do see his name on something, I always click on it. 
Now they're yeah. like, oh, I don't want to know. I want to know. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know. He, he, he's an interesting character for sure. Um, so I, I'll, I'll be interested to to see what happens of that game. Um, but I mean, other than that, like, what, what what's your guys guys's take on the the sort of event as a whole? I mean, we'll dive into some of the other subjects, but what do you what do you think presentation wise? What what was presented and what you guys did see of the event? What do you think, Mark? Um, yeah, Mark. There was I, one I game that I, I remember hearing, and I just couldn't remember what it's got to pull back up because there was one game that I saw that I really liked. Uh, it was Judas for me. Judas was the one I was like, "Take my money." Yep. Yeah, we got to talk oh, about that one. It was uh, Stella Blade was the game that I saw. Yeah, I was going to say it's the life game. I knew it. I mean, how many games <laughs> do we get? You know, I like playing a game with nice, beautiful women. I don't get that whole lot of modern game anymore. <laughs> that that anime esque style. Yeah, I mean, it looks cool though. It does. It does look neat. I, I think I'll yeah. check it out. I mean, why it's not? It's the only one that really stood out to me. Everything else seemed kind of kind of bland for the most part, or games that I already knew about, or it's yeah. Sonic, which I just don't care about. Yeah, yeah. So, well, uh, let, if you want, let's let's go and dive into that for a minute then, because I definitely wanted to talk about that on my end. Um, I, I think it's cool um, that we're getting Sonic Generations again. And that they're bringing in Shadow, which is probably my my favorite character in the series. Um, it's interesting that you know that they chose generations, but it, it semi makes sense, and it, it'll be cool because a lot of people want Sonic Adventure Three, right? Like that was the hate afterwards. I don't know if you guys saw the like trailer, but the comments are like like Sonic fans are rabid, right? I am not. I, I don't put myself in the Sonic community. Because it's it's disturbing and um, <laughs> absurd at times, but um, I I love the games. I'll, I'll stop there. I just I love the game, so I'm interested to to see um, what comes of this. And you know what's crazy is that like a lot of the um, the leaks here recently was stuff. Uh, this came from I can't remember the leaker, but he has um, leaked out a lot of stuff that's been pretty accurate. But it leaked out two days before that we were getting something with Sonic and um, it was, they were just saying Sonic generations and people thought it was going to be like a remake or whatever. Um, so I, I, I think, I think it's cool. Um, I'm all, I'm all for more Sonic. I just hope that they, uh, they do it right. And they they give it some justice because obviously we all know like the, the Sonic outputtings are hit or miss. Um, the last one was pretty good. Superstars that came out last year. It was a 2D, like 2.5D game. It was decent. Nothing crazy. Wait, nothing. Did the, did the RPG come out two years ago already or three years ago? RPG. Are you talking about the open world game? Yeah, yeah. That came out, yeah, two or three years ago at this point. Jesus Christ. I feel like that came out like a couple months ago. Yeah. I think, I think it's been two years. It definitely hasn't been three years. Um, That's fine. Yeah. I've actually, you know, it's funny about that. GameStop gave me, um, they had a bunch left. They were pre order bonuses, a big old box of steelbooks from the game. So I'm going to do some giveaways. I've got like, so literally, I've got two, two boxes the giveaway stuff um it's just fine yeah i've been collecting it for a while i think since probably like august the last year i've specifically been collecting giveaway stuff so i'm deciding on if i want to do like in bunches like give away like six items all to us or (laughs) i mean probably been out free stuff probably nothing that you guys earlier is only 20 bucks 
yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I, I have had cheap uh, shipping to Australia. I ship no, all no, over. No. Don't For me, at least. I got oh. too much shit. Yeah, no. I think about sending stuff. No, I was gonna say you you, you wouldn't want it anyway. I I got some uh I got like probably seven or eight of the Super Mario RPG pin sets that were pre order bonuses and um that's pretty cool. Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers Wonder the Snowman. I don't know if you guys saw those, but they're like snowman pin sets. Um, I, I essentially I go there and I ask, hey, what what do you have left over from pre orders that people either you know you had excess or whatever they throw them in the dumpster. So, I mean, at this point, like I just, I just get, get what I can. That makes sense. I'll tell you what, let me tell you a funny story. It's totally off topic, but that's okay. When I used to work at GNC and it was next to our GameStop and we shared the same dumpster. One time I saw them throw a, the Vita was setting right on top. There's a Vita on top. I'm like, what? So I grab it and I take it home. I get a charger for it and it works perfectly fine. And it's the Vita I have today. <laughs> well, yeah, nothing wrong with it. And then I found a DS Lite too. Again, nothing wrong with it. They just toss it. At that point in time, they weren't selling anything older in the Vita. They were they were getting everything out of the store and they just threw it away. I'm like, what the heck? It's oh cool. my God, we should, do, we should do a series, you know, dumpster diving behind uh game video stores. game stores that is yeah, uh go, go around the country and just collect yeah. shit. that is a big thing on youtube to go try and find random shit eh, yeah i mean it's it's just amazing how, how much stuff they throw out but we're getting off topic um i did want to mention did you guys see that the all the cast that's coming back to now they were talking about sonic um the cast that's coming back to sonic 3 the movie yeah Jim yeah Curry. Yeah. Yep. And he said he was done. Nah, he wants to make the kids he happy. He lied. I got to cover. Yeah, I want I want to do some movie coverage and follow that cuz that one's going to introduce Shadow. I'm pretty pretty pumped for that one. Yeah. Are are you guys yeah. wait, are wait, Sonic wait. fans at all like in any I, regard? I, I always really. liked Sonic um <laughs> and I played it as a kid, but I never really stick with it because I only played it really with, you know, back in the day, like all the consoles were super expensive. We didn't really have anything. So around early 2000s, I would have an emulator on my mom's work laptop and I would play like Sega, um, Sega and other arcade games. So I I played them and I liked them, but I was I was never able to like keep up with all the entries and stuff. I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that, that nothing wrong with that. Um, Frontiers was a pretty cool game. I think it was. Um, it's actually, you know, it's not a bad game. It's like a seven out of 10. Um, as far as like, you know, an open world Sonic, the attempt at it, the first attempt at like a game like that. It's pretty neat, man. It's, it's, it's worth going back to and checking out. And like, you can grab it for like 15 bucks now. Like if you want to get it physically and it's actually on the disc, you know, that's a rarity these days. Um, yeah. Even Sonic Superstars is already priced down to 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. I keep seeing uh, tweets about it. Amazon, 20 bucks. Best Buy, 20 bucks. Again. Yeah, so. Yo, I hear that the best Sonic game is Sonic 06. All right, we're going to move on from that topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He, he knows enough to know that Sonic 06 is one of the worst games of all time. <laughs> the game is so bad. It was fun to poke fun at. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. You, so, uh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, do you guys hear the uh, who the who the rumor is is gonna be playing uh, Shadow? I don't think it's a rumor. I think it's official, isn't it? 
Is it? I don't know. I, I thought I it was official. Is it really going to be Jeff Keighley? Because that'd be perfect. No, it's supposed <laughs> clip. to be. That's no clip idea. worthy right there. <laughs> <laughs> clip. <laughs> uh, no, who who is it? I, I remember seeing it, but now I can't. I can't think of the name. Well, if TikTok is anything, the rumor is Hayden Christensen. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Wait, I saw. Oh, okay. That's who I saw too. A yeah. whole bunch of people have been announced for the movie, but I don't think they've actually announced who Shadow is. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, no. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Like that's that's one I'll definitely do some movie coverage on because it. Makes sense. If it's going to get dark, that's a perfect fit. Mm. I, yeah. I need Shadow to say that he hates sand and that my <laughs> life will be made. I oh. brought peace. <laughs> oh my God. Jeez. Jeez. Where are we? The whole movie. Yeah. Well, um, no, so, I really hate sand. Yeah, apparently. I mean, uh, Sonic Generations was released uh, in 2011. So I, I, that was one of the reasons I found it interesting that they decided to go back to that one. That game did very well. And it's, you know, highly regarded for a Sonic game anyway. I think it, I don't know where the score sits, but I'm, I'm sure it's somewhere around an eight. Um, but it, it's a really cool game. I mean, taking 2D Sonic and then mashing it with, you know, 3D Sonic is, it's unique. Um, so I think, I think it's a little interesting they went with that and people would go insane if they actually did Sonic Adventure 3. They've been asking for it for years. It's like Mega Man Legends 3. Like they, they won't give it to us. Um, so yeah, I yeah, I mean, what the heck? All right, but let's go ahead and dive in. This is one of the big things that I really want to talk about because I got some opinions. Silent Hill 2 remake. Let's hear your thoughts. I thought the trailer looked good. That it wasn't like dog shit to me. Are you Sorry, kidding no. me? <laughs> nah. You I thought, think it looked bad. I've never played a Silent Hill game, so I don't really have a have an opinion on it. Oh my god, it, it looks so bad. <laughs> it, the trailer is horrible. <laughs> the trailer is so okay. So let, let's dive into some some details with it. So first of all, like I found, I watched back the trailer probably six seven times, so I could you know get a little That's more. Well, me. Yeah, I, I mean, I wanted to be able to, re, you know, legitimately really be be able to talk about it and give an opinion. So other than just the event, I wanted to, you know, because I was distracted yeah. streaming. So I wanted to to watch it over a few times and, and really make sure I was like seeing what I was. And the game just looks like it could have been, first of all, like an early PS4 game. It does not look good, um, which is not everything. But. You look at the combat in the game, it looks terrible. It's like, like an upscaled PS2 game is what it looks like, because I was just mm-hmm. rewatching it again. It, it just looks like an old game that just has better graphics. Yeah, it, like not even a good coat of paint over it. Like I, I feel like Resident Evil 2 and 3, those remakes on, you know, on PS4 and Xbox One look significantly better than, than this. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, is like, we haven't gotten a Silent Hill game in so long and people have been begging to get Silent Hill back. So when when they announced this, I was I mean, I was stoked. I was like, OK, they're bringing it back. Konami is doing something right. It looks terrible. Just like the our tinfoil hat time. Maybe they were so fed up with the news for New Silent Hill. It's like, we'll give you a Silent Hill game, but we're going to make it intentionally terrible that we'll never ask us to make another one again because you'll you'll be afraid that we'll just butcher it. Yeah, I I don't know. It, it's a it's a little frustrating because the the long wait for a new Silent Hill game, and they've been working on it for I mean a bit of time. 
Um, and, and this is one of the most beloved horror series. I mean, if you are a collector or care at all about, um, you know, getting these games now, I don't know if you know, but the prices are ridiculous. Um, Silent Hill 2, I, I'm just guessing around the price range still at. Is like a $200 game. Um, Silent Hill 1 is up there too. And then, yeah, I mean, those the, the first three are, are just great well four is too four is up there in price as well like they're they're expensive like you're you're going to spend close to a grand to get the the first four games like it's it's ridiculous so and and like the other thing is is that they butchered i don't know if you guys ever played the silent hill 2 and 3 hd remaster that they released for ps3 that really bad and it's cheap as dirt for a reason, it's really bad. Like um, the performance in the game, super bad. They cut stuff out of the games. Um, it, it doesn't look good. It's got an HD coat of paint on it that makes it look worse. Um, it's just terrible. Like it's it's really bad. So like it's it sucks that it's getting this sort of treatment. But I mean, on top of that, they announced the short message, which launched that day, and you can download it now. Um, I did download it. I haven't played it yet, so I can't talk in depth on uh, my experience with it. From what I, from what I hear, though, it's like you can beat it in like four hours. It's like an actual game. Um, it's not a demo. It's an actual game that's free, and uh, it's not very good apparently. So it's because it is it the last Silent Hill came out in two thousand nine? Shared memories. Yeah, which is not not a great game either. It, it, it's like it, it's okay, but it, it's it's not very good. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. There's outside of like the first four, and even some people don't care for four much. Um, like the other games are hit or miss. Like Origins is is okay. Um, but again, it's not a great game. The Vita game that they put out for Silent Hill is like a over the top, almost like it wants to be a really crappy version of Baldur's Gate. It's like not even, not even remotely a traditional Silent Hill game. It's like it was, um, being developed as a different game. Like it, it's one of those sort of games where it's like, where's the sound like they threw pyramid head in there like you can you know fight him over and over and over in the game and like progress through these rooms and um it's yeah it's unfortunate but i am going to check out uh the short message which is the game that dropped um that day uh but i i do find it interesting uh that we are talking about death Stranding. i wanted to mention that it is called death Stranding 2 on the beach um that is the official yeah. title of the game yeah. on the beach <laughs> On on the beach, on the beach. Then you'll be on a beach for like five minutes, and then you have another six hours of walking. Hey, hey, you gotta <laughs> you gotta appreciate the little things, you know. Unless they're you gonna make go it like all a, that stressful walking, and then you go to the beach, and then it's mm-hmm. like beautiful, and you enjoy it. So instead of walking simulators, it's not gonna be like a like a Euro truck driver simulator. It's gonna Maybe. mix it up a little bit. Yeah, as long as long as it has the American radio, that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> then you need to you need yeah you, you need to play a trucking simulator then you'll you'll be good there <laughs> lawnmower simulator i play it it was on playstation uh premium or whatever or maybe it was game pass i forget i tried it out i'm like this is this is way too much like real mowing the lawn so i'm like i'm out you know i thought it it, isn't it isn't 17 isn't it 15 or 16 of a male well i know you're talking about farming you're talking about farming simulator i'm talking about lawnmower simulator Ah. 
Yeah, where you just mow the lawn, literally. It's innovation. It's innovation, like keep up with the times. How about how about power wash simulator? I'm jealous yeah. of people that have the patience for that. I know why it's satisfying. I just like I, there's so many good not, not I don't want to say good. I would I want to say better games that you can play that when people play that I'm like how can you commit your free time to this? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, to use their own. If they're having fun, like, more power to you. What do we got up next on the on the state of play? What do, what do we got next there? Oh, I did. There was one game. I didn't know if you had any thoughts because I'm not a traditional horror fan, but I am a Metro fan. What did y'all think about the Metro VR game? Oh, yeah. I think it looks really cool. Yeah. Now, I think it's I think it's finally getting some real utilization. I think finally, like, the bigger studios are going to commit more to it because when you think about it, even on... I mean, and I, I'm talking from PC perspective mostly, like, you have the storefronts for all the, you know, VR yeah. headsets and whatever, but you have the steam and it's like there's a couple of really cool games but it's nothing that makes you like go oh my god this is mind-blowing and don't get me wrong i love the games that i tried in vr but i still feel like it's it's still this skepticism about it but the reality is it's you know as the technology is improving as they're like solving the you know the, the motion blur and the sickness you get from it like as you're figuring all that stuff out i think it's gonna get like a lot, a lot more coverage and a lot more funding in the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh, VR games have just felt more to me, more like a, like a side gimmick. Like I'll play it for an hour and then I could not touch it for like a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. My PSVR two, I haven't played it in like two months. <laughs> at least yeah Yeah, it's unfortunate because like i was i was really excited about it but for some reason like i mean i don't have one but i'm more excited about the meta quest 3 right now i think uh i think the here's the thing with that is not just the eh, well you know whatever (laughs) at this point i'm zucked on facebook and instagram and threads so whatever but i i think the um the like workflow applications that you can do within the the MetaQuest three are really cool. I I've like seen some thorough stuff of people showing like what they're doing, and I th- I think it's pretty neat. Like they're adding in all these sort of because they've got the the MetaQuest Pro as well. That's like the thousand dollar headset, which is you know targeted obviously at like people working in the office or. Um, that's, it's targeted for, for work, but you, you can play games on it. Um, however, I, I think it's kind of cool, like the other applications for it and PSVR two does not do AR and augmented reality is pretty dope. Now, um, the stuff with the MetaQuest three looks really cool. I, I like adding in the, the sort of environment around you to implement into games. Like, um, we, th- we talk about indie games, Kurgle, like that opens up the opportunity for a ton of like different sort of indie games that are unique that can do cool things. Um, oh, there's going to be like, I, I think a big one is going to be actually in the studio studios utilizing AI and we can maybe talk about it tonight. Maybe we can talk about it next week, but I think, Indie studios utilizing AI and VR is going to be like such a perfect combo for dishing out insane games that take maybe like two years to develop and they're super cool. I think that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're, we're definitely like getting closer where it's uh, becoming like more standard for a household to have a VR headset. Like I, I know Mm. tons of, tons of kids, you know, that had the, um, 
MetaQuest 2, like families had gotten them, friends had gotten them for their kids and they've got it in the household. And I knew somebody that had three sets because they had a bunch of people that were using them. They had three kids and then uh, my friend wanted to, to use it as well. So they had them available. Um, they, they're definitely becoming more standard. I think that we are on the road to really getting to that point where, um, VR becomes like a bigger experience for everybody. Cause it's still, it's still a niche crowd. Although the MetaQuest 2 really captured a crowd, I think more than any headset ever. Um, the PS VR one, the, the big problem with that was that you had to have like what multiple different devices you had to you had like two cables and had to hook it up with the camera. And like, I didn't have one. Um, but I know that like, it was a pain if you wanted to play, like you were like attached with two different cables. You had the camera, um, all that stuff. It was simple with iToy. iToy was easy. Yeah. Bring back iToy, man. I miss iToy. Actually, that was fun. You you remember the wiping, uh, like where you were white. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. That was, that was so much fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we're on the road to it being more uh, standard. And I, I saw, you know, a lot of people excited about the the Quest 3 and um, it was selling out when it first dropped. So I I don't know. I'm not sure. But I think indie uh, studios will definitely um, implement um, more stuff within that because I'm, I'm already seeing stuff happening. But yeah, I mean, what else on the, the state of play did you guys uh, want to talk about? I didn't, there was quite a bit. So anything else you guys uh, wanted to cover? I did want... Let me just open this up. I closed it by accident. It was one did you guys game. see a Judas? Oh, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. So Judas is from the director that made the last Bioshock game. Mm. Yes. And it has that it has that strange Bioshock and like old Fallout game vibe. Mm-hmm. And I, I I really liked it personally. But yeah, no, I'm 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 pumped for it because I, I love Bioshock. I think Bioshock's great. So I yeah. I'm interested to to see what they do with it for sure. Yeah, I mean it, it looks interesting. I'm gonna personally I was like it looks good, but I want to see a little bit more from the game just to you know, see if I'm actually going to like it or not. Because in the last decade or so, I became really skeptical. I don't like buying games at launch. I want to make sure it's definitely something if I'm going to spend money and put time into it. I'm going to, it's something that, that I wanted to make sure it's going to be a good game, but it's definitely one of those that's on my periphery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Did you guys ever play, you guys ever play Atomic Heart? Like the Russian Bioshock? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm, I have it on my, on my list and I really want to play it, but there's just so many video games. Yeah. yeah. It's on my backlog at this point. So I'll get around to it eventually. It, yeah. it's, it's on, you, you uh, played it late? Huh? You played it? No, I, I haven't played, I haven't played it. It's the same thing. It's on my backlog to play, but I, there was so much hype for it. And then kind of when it released, it just kind of like it faded away. Yeah. It's, um, so I, I can't say a lot about it because I only played about three hours, but I, I enjoyed what I played, but nothing, nothing crazy. And like, there were so, so many game releases during that time. Like it, it's just, it, you can't keep up. Like, I mean, this uh, year is already insane already. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if, you know, this year I'll top last year, but if the switch two is dropping, which, which it is this year, then I don't know. It depends on what launches with if we get Metroid prime four and, and all these gigantic games that, you know, people are looking forward to. There's already, I mean, we've got, what are, what are some of the other bigger games that we know about? 
I mean, Silent Dragon Hill Two, Dogma Two, yeah, coming out. That's yep, a big that, one. I think. I think it's really cool. Actually, that's that's a good. I wanted to talk um, about that. Yeah. Yeah. The the thing about that that I personally like is when you think about back in the day, like all the arcade games, they were incredibly hard. Like it took yep. you. Or something that will probably today take you what? Like, let's say five days max. Like back in the day, especially when you were a kid, it would take you fucking months to to beat a video game that's not that long. It's just super hard. Yeah. And that's what she said. Um, But it's cool to see Dragon's Dogma, uh, Lies of P, like all these mm-hmm. harder Souls-like games come out and people are hyped about it, you know? And there there is still a lot of casual people and casual gamers and it's cool to see that there's so many new gamers every year and the scene is growing. But I really like that the incentive that, you know, studios are getting to create harder games because they're getting such good feedback lately. I think that's a really cool mm-hmm. thing. And th- that being mm-hmm. said, Dragon's Dogma 2 is, is I mean, it looks freaking insane. Yeah, and no, I'm a big fan. I played uh, one in Dark Arisen. Um, I, th- dude, those games are legitimately when they came out, they they just did not have the sort of. I think there's a lot of hype for Dragon's Dogma too, but the weird thing is, is that like mm-hmm. if you go through and look at like top announcements from the show, it's not even mentioned. <laughs> and like we did already know about it, but I mean, Silent Hill twos and every one of those articles and. Um, obviously Death Stranding and these are games we already knew about. Um, so I, I, I hope, I hope that it gets the attention that it deserves. Um, it looks like a great game. I mean, of course, if it's good, but based on the, the last two outings, I'm hyped. Mm. Well, you guys seen the, oh, well, probably just because the month, they're like, have you guys seen the trailer for Pacific Drive? Seen that? Yes. I dude. I, oh my God. Dude, that game looks so fun. Mm. <laughs> looks so fun. And like nobody's talking about it either. Oh, yeah. I saw this. This looks sick. Dude, it looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I'm like, take my money as well at the end of this month. Yeah, Dude, yeah, yeah. 24th to 23rd that's dropping. Yeah, what sucks about that is there's something else really big that drops that day. Um, uh, 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 what is it? Sea of Thieves? Sea of oh, Thieves? No, Skull and Skull and Bones. Uh, oh, am I? Am I? Maybe, maybe. I have to. I have to look at the uh, release date. But yeah, it, there's something big dropping that day too. But I'm I'm gonna play it. I gotta play that game for sure. Actually, I was looking at the uh, trailer Pacific Drive, and the first thing, funny, the first thing that came to my mom came to my mind are those old. Uh, you play on your phone. It's the old games that used to play on like on certain websites. Where it's like, hey, I can't remember what they're actually called now. Asphalt. As- well. Oh. It's like a. It's not. I keep wanting to say like a dope game. Because obviously, it's, that's like, like a wrong like flash thing. game. It's, yeah. It, I think like those flash games where it's like, hey, drive this car from as far as you can and you upgrade it and kind of go further. Except in like the zombie setting type thing. I. Hmm. It felt like a more imagined version of like one of those games where it's like you took a very basic concept and you're like, hey, let's go a little bit more in depth type thing. Yeah. I might be completely wrong, but that's just kind of like, you know, the first thing that came to my mind. Which is not a bad either. thing, you know? Yeah. That might attract a certain audience that like appreciates that stuff. You know, it's a simple game. It's not too long. Not every game needs to be a constantly online. Takes forty hours to beat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. Sometimes, like I could play this, beat it in two to four hours. I'm like, yeah, it's a fun game. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I'm with you. I, not every game needs to be like that at all. Like, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm in the camp that um, I enjoy those shorter narrative-driven games nowadays because I'm just with time. Like, if I can, you know, finish up a game in eight to ten hours in a couple sessions, like I'm good. If I get a good story and good 
gameplay experience out of it, like I'm I'm good. Like I already don't have the time, which is unfortunate because I love RPGs. It's it's like my favorite genre. Um, other I, I really like open world games now too. But again, like the same concept. Like usually those you spend a lot of time in. I'm still playing yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. I'm 140 hours in, and uh, I'm not even halfway through the story. So. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Dude, just doing all the side stuff, having fun, man. Like it's just having fun with it. That's why I said I'm not I'm not gonna rush through this game. I'm just gonna have fun with it. I'll play it when I can and have fun with it. So you know, you said that and it reminded me, I was like, I think my dad's gonna beat that game before I do. I haven't played it like several (laughs) months. Uh, it's been about I think it's been about a month since I played it. I need to to get back to that. I need to get through and actually actually beat it. Um, but uh, yeah, it what took it, me like four years to beat Breath of the Wild, so you know, we'll did see. it really? Yeah, I, I didn't play it for the right, for, I played it when it first came out, and I sat on it for like two or three years. Uh, and then when Tears of the King was about to come out, I was like, all right, let me actually play this game and actually beat the whole story. But when I did that, it still took me a lot of time, but I ignored most of the side content just to actually get to the story itself. That's fair. down and inside, I got that completionist in me, which is kind of bad, so it'll just like gotta finish it. Well, that's not can I do everything in this area and then i can move on to the next section 999 korok seeds good luck with that if you want to 100 100 waste of time but yeah, yeah i just saw like one of the streamers post about like getting all of them on stream and i was like jesus no thanks so, like, you need months. to have a map in front of you or it's impossible yeah. to find them all yeah because they're like random and hidden and invisible yeah. sometimes because like they weren't meant to be collected all of them <laughs> i mean i guess well, they put a little you have a nice little Korok poop is a trophy. Yeah, you get like you that. get the golden poop. That's that's the exciting mm-hmm. part. The gold literally does nothing in the game either. Absolutely nothing. Like, Yay! A third of them to unlock. You really only need like a third of them, like a quarter to get everything. To yeah, get your upgrades. Yep. Yeah, you don't even need that many at all. Uh, I did want to mention too because I'm really really excited about this. And usually, you know, people have their their sort of opinions on remasters, but until dawn getting remastered for the ps5 i don't know if you guys have played that but it is a phenomenal phenomenal game and it's it's a it's essentially like a choose your own adventure movie but but like Mm. it's like really interesting and it's one that you'll like want to play through again and again and again to get different endings and like different things can just happen throughout the game, like not just ending wise. Like, um, yeah, it's it's see, really that, really cool. See, that didn't surprise me when I saw that because I'm like, that's perfect timing because there's the whole thing that they're gonna be making a live action movie. Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, and, and in terms of marketing, it does make sense. But I I I wish that I was hoping that you would bring it up because I wanted to push back on it because I think okay, it's disgusting what they're doing. <laughs> that's it that's Fair. all i have to say no go, no, no. more attention what, what, go, what go into doing? it yeah go go into it but their remake first of all they made a remake that doesn't even from the trailer doesn't even look as good as the original game um the game came out four years ago 2015 is it t- <gasps> yeah that's how it's been no. a while uh, no. towards the beginning yeah. forget, forget i said anything I'm 2015 <laughs> 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 i'm looking at it right here i was like i wanted to make sure too because i was like it feels like it could have been a few years ago, but yeah, no, it's, uh, there was yeah, a, literally my first thought is like, I just saw this game. Everybody was playing it. It's been nine years, nine years, ridiculous. which I think like that 10 year point for it, it was like an early PS4 game. So like, I feel like it's Jesus. at that point where bringing it 
to a new audience with with the new system enhanced it's it's a really good game now i i agree with you that some of the stuff is uh disgusting like the last of us stuff is ridiculous like we don't need it on every console <laughs> like that one's different where the last of us got a remaster on ps4 and then a remake on ps5 that doesn't even look like a remake well they remastered like a year after the original release date which was just ridiculous yeah mm. for the first one at the very least yeah yeah i mean I apologize to everybody I'll yeah as you should but i mean marketing wise it makes sense right with the movie that that makes total sense now okay. kirk Kurgle, you could have been thinking about the other one. There was a Rush of Blood that came out, um, which was a VR no, game. No, I'm thinking. No, I'm thinking about Until Dawn. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's. Oh, I am so blown away. That's insane to me. This, Where are these years going? Well, it, oh, one thing that fly by. One thing I'll say about it, it which this will be, this will kind of flip the game on its head. Honestly, it's going to offer a third person camera mode. Uh, so it'll, I don't know how that'll work because it's not like just taking pictures. It's like a actual mode. So I'm interested to see how that works because it is a film like movie. So maybe yeah, I, I don't know. Dynamic. Like, I feel like uh, Lee, I feel like that's right up your alley. That game. I feel like uh, it, it might be interesting. You know, it could be cool is like check out the original. It's like you can get it for like 10 bucks. I see it all the time. Really cheap. And the checkout. Yeah, like real cheap. And it's a good game. So um, well, that's why I was no surprise when I saw that they were going to make a movie. I was like, wow, that seems like a really easy transition. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it makes sense. Like I would do it too. Right. Would you guys do otherwise? Wouldn't you, if you were in the mm. shoes of making that decision, promote the movie by bringing the, the nine year old game to modern consoles. Yeah. You do the same thing. Like that, that, they did that with ghostbusters. They brought ghostbusters remaster when Afterlife yep. dropped. Yep. Which is a really good game, by the way. I, I enjoyed it. it. Is. Yeah. I, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So even the Ghostbusters, was it the other one, Unleashed. That's not too bad either. Yeah, that one's pretty fun too. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the uh, that that one Ghostbusters game. Um, the one you mentioned before is essentially like it. It might as well be part part of the the movie series. You know what I mean? Like it filled yeah. in a it filled in like an entirely new movie, and it made sense. And like um, half, uh, I think uh, half the script. I think half the script points were what they're going to do for Ghostbusters three bled into that movie. Now let and me ask Dan you this: has said that that is Ghostbusters three. Yeah, then there. Yep, yep. I've seen that. Now it, it, it's canon, right? Is it canon to to the series? No, it's I not. I think so because Afterlife. I, I was mention of that. Yeah, I was. I was going to say that that one might have messed it up. I am looking forward to the new Ghostbusters, though. I thought about uh, doing something with the trailer too. I'm. I'm excited. I'm wearing a Ghostbusters hat now, guys. Look, I. I love my Ghostbusters. Got to put it back on because I'm balding and getting memes made about me for being bald. Be I don't know if you guys seen that. Didn't you well, make that meme? At least you don't. I, I shared it. Yeah, I shared it. They they've been posting it in the lounge. I was like, whatever. I, I there was a few of them where I'm like, okay, I can't share this, but they they were funny. So go ahead, go ahead and turn me into a meme. I'll I'll take it. Um, <laughs> what you know, whatever. Um, but hey, I, we we haven't talked about it at all, which I think is maybe one other than the whatever's happening with Silent Hill to um, Rise of Ronin, Rise of the Ronin. What do you guys think about that game? Yeah, that 
got heaps of attention. Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah, it, it looks. It's from Team Ninja, so I mean, it's. I expect this to be a pre- pretty dang good game. I heard a really good opinion on mm. it. Is is um, I think Lyric actually said it, uh, which is like a big streamer, but he said somebody got upset that he was comparing it to Ghost of Tsushima. And he's like, well, it is a samurai game in a sense. It is on PlayStation. So Ghost of Tsushima put a standard for me for these games. So I'm going to hold it up to that standard. And then somebody did mention that it looks like Neo, which wasn't um, a bad game at all. It's just a different, very different combat and, and things that you would, you know, uh, see in like a Souls-like game. So I think it's, it looks really cool. It looks really cool. I like the, I like the time period that they chose because apparently you can use um, like a musket, like a, like a gun. Um, You can have a pistol. So you can also have like a variety of different builds. You're not just stuck with like, you know, uh, a katana or um, a dagger. Um, Basically it's like a blend of Western culture. Yeah. Get, into that area so you will see a lot of houses that have that blend of architecture um they did bring like you know gunpowder so you have those guns yeah. um it just i don't I, I think it's like an interesting take but i mean it wouldn't cool. be historically inaccurate to have samurais having guns they've had yeah they have a form of musket yeah. since the what's it the warren state period Mm-hmm. Yep, they have, yeah, which is never, never covered or like never, you know, introduced into. I will tell you. I mean, like, did you, any of you guys play Ghost of uh, Tsushima? Yeah, I love the game. Red Dead Samurai. Yeah, if it, if it's anything, I mean, Team Ninja is um. They do definitely different work than than something like that. But I feel like um, some of the vibes I saw from it from the trailer give me sort of that representation. I love Ghost of Tsushima. I love Samurais. I, I love that period and in games that, you know, are usually, I, I just, I really enjoy that time period. Um, so I think it will be pretty cool um, to check out. I'm definitely excited about that. That was, that was up there for me. One of the tops, but I have to mention that probably none of you will care at all, but I have to mention that Godzilla is getting a, co- a collab with Dave, the diver. Um, which oh, I, sure. yeah. So during the presentation, I freak out because I start seeing Godzilla rise from the water and I'm like, well, we're getting, we're getting a new Godzilla game. Like I was freaking out. It's one of my favorite franchises. And, um, I don't know if you guys know, but people love Dave, the diver and it's, it's, yeah, a, I heard amazing things. It won some awards from, from different award shows this year or last year. And, uh, yeah, it looks like a really cool game. I want to play it now. I'm definitely going to play it 100% and such a cool collab and very interesting because mm-hmm. if you've ever watched any like gameplay essentially you're scuba diving for fish you travel all through the ocean and then you come back up with the fish and you make sushi in a restaurant but so isn't, you, isn't there like a shitload more like activities and things to do yes it's like a full it's like a full-blown yeah. rpg right yeah there's all kinds of stuff to do yeah there's yeah. so introducing Godzilla like makes sense, but something I never would have uh, imagined for that game. So and Godzilla sushi. Is, we can turn Godzilla into radioactive sushi. Mm. What I'm wondering, that's what I'm wondering. Like if I, I don't, I don't know that uh, 
Toho would uh, allow uh, Godzilla being killed by <laughs> Dave the Diver, but I'm interested to see what like the sort of implementation is with all that. And uh, it it looks cool. I, I definitely did want to mention that because I it, it's kind of neat. And um, but yeah, I mean, Different. yeah, yeah. And then um, I don't know if you guys saw the the V Rising game at all. Um, there's oh, been yeah. talk about that. It's supposed to be like a Diablo esque clone. Um, but, uh, it, it, lo- it legitimately looks pretty cool. Um, so but it's also, like, a, uh, but it does have building elements and survival elements. Yeah. So in that regard, it's like much more advanced in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks really cool. I watched, uh, pretty much every release, you know, they did like two alpha tests and one beta test, I think. If I'm for, mistaken. for V V rising. Yeah. Oh, she had. Didn't even know that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was PC only. Maybe that's why. Maybe it's just now coming to PlayStation. I don't know. But um, yeah, there was. There's been a bunch of um, gameplay already, and it looks really, really cool. Yeah, it, it definitely looks cool. Um, there's also Legendary Tales, which is a PSVR two exclusive. Um, I mean, they they said that they were going to announce a lot of VR stuff, and it looks like a take on sort of it reminds me of i don't you guys probably haven't played like any of the the old school like big box pc games that were a lot of the like magic sort of so um there's a game called heroes of might and magic yeah there's that this no not kind of kind of i mean it's got those sort of vibes but like um uh wizard what's it wizardry and magic is one that i'm thinking of uh there is one on the ds that looks just like this but it's taken into like a vr direction anyway it looks cool it's got like skyrim vibes it's more it, it looks like it leans more into the magic side of things though um but yeah it says magic swords hammers bow and arrow more in a fantasy environment that's cool because that sort of stuff in vr is really fun like being able to control weapons and, and stuff like yeah. that on so, that note i've been playing like one of the vr games that i really enjoyed is blade and sorcery so yes that, it's like a fantasy fantasy like medieval time and it's 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 been super fun and actually planning with um, some people in my community to like do some more videos on that hopefully soon when i find the time but it's it's super fun you can like smash NPCs with a fry with a cast iron frying pan. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, that sounds fun. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a cool one. Now, um, let me ask you guys because this launches in a few days, and I think I do want to talk about it. Um, I'm not necessarily, I think, the target audience, but I don't judge a game really until I play it, unless it looks like absolute crap. Um, as far as like the gameplay mechanics, especially if it's something that's not really targeted at me or up my alley but foam stars launches in just like a few days i think it comes out in like the eighth which is a square enix game of all things and it's like essentially splatoon and fortnite mix i have a mate who um he's streaming next you're rich yeah (laughs) oh god my mate he's gonna be streaming that the next game and he's like oh I sh- you should come watch i'm like i could not give more not give a shit about it <laughs> i could not up my alley is it come back to you when you play something else is it it's free isn't it isn't it a free game like a free-to-play I game i feel like it is um I, I i'll check it out like i'll i'll give it a go to see whatever i mean i'm not really into those style of games because it's it's also sort of like 
uh, kind of like Overwatch too. Like it, it gives it's like a mashup. I feel like of those three, but it's like a four v four game. So that's sort of the way that Splatoon is set up. Um, what'd you say? I just look at the comments, spit for it, and I was like, ah, that sounds horrible. Uh, yeah, well, that, that would be Mark for you. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, man. It, it, it looks, it, it's not, it's certainly not targeted at me, um, but it is like PlayStation Square Enix, Square Enix's uh, take on Splatoon, like straight up, mm-hmm. and which makes sense. And instead of uh, spraying paint, you're spraying foam <laughs> uh, everywhere. Which I, I like Splatoon, but I, I haven't even played Splatoon three, so I'm not like caught up. And I I only played through the story of one and two. Really, I didn't play a ton of the multiplayer. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. It looks like I bet it's a game that's uh supported for a long time, and I I bet it's successful at launch. Now, whether it can keep the longevity of people because there is a massive, massive Splatoon 3 update about to happen, like one of those big expansions. I, I don't know if you knew um, mm. knew about the, uh, what was it called? The Octo expansion for Splatoon 2, but it was essentially like a brand new game added into the game. Uh, so that's just around the corner. So if like Splatoon fans are checking this out, they're also going to very quickly drop this to to go back over and and play that because I mean people are people are, are there's you know a rabid fan base for Splatoon there's it's played competitively and um yeah I mean I think it's cool I like to watch it more than I like to play it which I can't say about most games I, I'm not like. Mm. A super big fan of watching people play competitive games. It just, uh, you know what I mean? It just doesn't interest me that much. But um, yeah, it's a, so it's going to be a PS plus free game of the month. So they can try it. They can grab and try it out. This article says so. um, Yeah. So it looks like it's going to be a a free game. I think at launch. Um, So yeah, I mean, if it's, if it's free, I'll I'll check it out. If that's the case, it sounds like it, it, it's a free game at launch. So. yeah, what do you guys think about Hell Divers Two that we've known about for a long time and hasn't came out and keeps getting delayed? Yeah, I just mm. it's one of those where it's it's too far gone. I think at this point, mm. you think so? It, here's what sucks: it it's like Starship Troopers, which is like up my alley. Like it, it legitimately is like that. If you watch the trailers, it looks like like a, a Starship Troopers game. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you, you could be right. It could be too far gone. It could be like that. Um, what was that like launch title for, I think it launched around the PS five and series X and it, like, isn't even a thing anymore. It, uh, what was that called? Rap. Um, I don't think it's called crap. Yeah. No, it was like really hyped, but people dropped it immediately. And it was, uh, it was a, a game similar to this like a third person shooter with the same sort of sort of theme. Um, but yeah, well, how, many I mean, it, how many times has it been delayed? Hell divers too. I am it's not been sure. on the radar for a while though. I think they've been showing it in presentations for like two years at least. So like I, we've known, actually, I feel like, um, I feel like we've known about this since COVID and well, I actually, think, I, you know what, on that note, yeah. Well, now that you mentioned COVID and also you got to consider that there's not a lot of, um, these like, hordes of enemies coming at you games i feel like i don't know maybe i'm wrong maybe it's different on console but i feel like there's there's a couple of major ones you have the left for dead yeah. you have killing floor uh which other ones i mean you had a, a couple of those random titles one was like uh, world war z 
and it was, I think, another title. But people love mindlessly like going through hordes of enemies, which they do. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's 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 cool, and I think there's still gonna be a market for it. Now that you say that, I don't know. You Maybe see those ads for like the the mobile games where you're like shooting and like all the thousands of zombies are coming at you and you get the upgrades as you're running away and you got to keep them from touching you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Instant it's, gratification. It's like that like sort of yeah like satisfying type not for me but obviously people play it sorry this is like way out of left field because you brought up those types of games and there's only one game i think i've actually really liked have any of you played uh, the game called hollow cure hollow cure yeah. i don't think i've heard of it i have to look it up it's the same type of game where you have a character and you have to survive mobs and waves coming at you wait wait hollow cure yeah, it's based off of if you know anything about VTubers, the Hollow Live. It's like a fan made game. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of this. Oh, oh, you're talking about okay. He's talking about a game that's more like Vampire Survivors. Now that's a different. Okay. Uh, yeah, like, that's, that's. I know yeah. it was like the same type of thing as that. Or no, 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 no. It's just the only I was, game in that kind of area that I that I know that I played. But yeah, it, it yeah. is similar in that concept. But it's more like yeah. a twin oh, six sure. shooter. Like yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gives me like, um, did you guys ever play like Smash TV? Like, gig, like a game like that. That's like a old Midway. It was an arcade game, but they, it's, it's on like a hundred different collections. But yeah, it, it reminds me of that where you have to like that one. Um, you have like the hordes of enemies coming out of the doors, and you got to clear the room essentially. Like you just gotta make sure nothing touches you. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what to say on that for sure. That uh, that's uh, interesting, and um, I hope that Hell Divers Two um, does well because I would like to see it do well. It, it looks like it could be does, cool, but um, it's a Nukem treatment. <laughs> I want a new Duke Nukem game. I do too. I do too. I, I am fr- I am friends with the voice actor, no, and he would happily no, voice act. Uh, another game he would happily do it so yeah that's i didn't hate hate duke nukem forever like yes you could tell it was bombarded by delays and different studios and all that but at the end of it i was like yeah that was fun it's an enjoyable core game there just needed to be tweaked here there it'd be a little bit better yeah yeah, yeah. freaking and they gave it dlc too yeah yeah mark there was a game announced um this one was totally overlooked that it looks like it's right up your alley it's called zenless zone zero i don't know if you watch a trailer for that but it if you if you go like on the playstation youtube like they waifus he'll like it it, it, well, <laughs> all I see is an anime girl with giant boobs, and I remember the gameplay. It looked, it, it looked like fun, but oh, oh, we know you remembered. It's, it's just you have that detail. We're sure, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like that standard uh Japanese like hack and slash type game or combo type game a little bit, but yeah, it does. It does look like that, but I I figured the um aesthetic of it might <laughs> might be up your alley. We're just going to call him the the the, the 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 anime waifu guy from now on. That's anime connoisseur. You you You're cover weeb. You cover all our no, weeb stuff. Weeb is weeb is insulting. Yeah. I was going to say weeb, but then it's the, the, you, you need uh, to have a, a nicer title. Mark, okay. I, when I was younger, I definitely would have been considered a weeb, but I've, I'm not <laughs> that not that anymore. Here's a, here's a here's a funny thing, Mark. Do you remember back in the day? It wasn't, we didn't have the term weeb. They were called otaku's. That's we were always calling people otaku's. The same thing. 
Yeah, but I don't remember the the term weeb ever used in like 2010. It's, or, it's been there. I mean, oh, I, I made a whole song on it. Oh man, maybe I don't. Maybe I don't know nothing. Yeah, well, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't watch Filthy uh, Frank. So. Came out like don't, nine don't look years it up. Ago. It's too old. No, it's long. No, I, I love. Filthy, I grew up on Filthy Frank, and I love him. Me too. Me too. He he doesn't Welcome do YouTube anymore, Field. right? No, he's Joji now. He does he does music, but it's completely different. Okay, he might, he's been spilling some pink guy into his songs. So pink guy is amazing. What? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Clip. This is right. the insider club. Brandon dislikes Filthy Frank. Um, no, I mean, all right. Obviously, we we know this is a news heavy week. Without even looking at the notes, I do want to go ahead and mention um, Suicide Squad. Um, not heard good things about it. Yeah, yep. But it's not a game I would have played anyways. I think it's one of those things where it's gonna have a redemption arc because it really looks like the the core gameplay looks fun. It's just repetitive as shit. That's the that's the the problem I I saw with it. Yeah, it looks super fun. It's just, <laughs> well, here here's it a problem. Of, <clears throat> what here here's a problem. For, have you gotten crashes? Have you gotten crashes? No. You haven't gotten any crash. How, how many hours have you put into it? I forgot about forgot eight so far. Eight. Okay, so I watched the stream and the guys game crashed five six times and if uh if if you go online i was i was listening to some videos today to prep for the podcast because i wanted to make sure i was well-rounded on everything and yeah that's a big issue is the the performance of the game outside of the gameplay and uh i I guess i'm allowed to speak obviously i can now um when i played the alpha the alpha is very similar and looks pretty much the same as the release it wasn't that long ago uh what what was it like two months ago maybe Mm -hmm. the alpha yeah something like that um doesn't look any different uh, I, it didn't I, it didn't stand out to me it, it was not to me it did not feel like an arkham game and it did not feel like a game from the people that made one of the best superhero trilogies of all time look it's yeah if you go in think it's gonna be like the arkham games it's not it's just the story they take from it and a lot of people are pissed because of the story of people who dies and then the annoying thing is it's like literally not, in the title what did you it's guys in expect? the damn title yes they're going to die <laughs> and i give rocksteady all props for actually going through that and then it's not like oh they're gonna come back and they're all gonna save the day and team up no they're doing a completely different story and like this is a lot better than Gotham Knights, which was a giant pile of shit. Uh, yeah, that was that was a really bad game. I, I was super disappointed with that too. But but that wasn't in the Arkham universe, so no. As much as I tried to connect it to, yeah, yeah, they tried. But says Gotham Knights was better. Hell, I oh, think Gotham. Marvel's well, Avengers I, is better. I will say no. this. Gotham Knights oh. has gotten a lot of updates, so I've heard that it's a better game now. But Gotham Knights got them a lot of updates. Get it? (laughs) I did hear some along the lines with when they were talking about Suicide Squad where somebody was. This is a little bit different of an argument, uh, but they were comparing the the graphics of uh, Suicide Squad compared to like a game from Arkham Knight, which is like nine years old. And like I did see some criticism. People don't people don't take in consider one thing about that. People don't take into consideration the um, the amount of stuff you can render locally. And then the amount of stuff you need to render. It's a live service game. Yes. And you need to take Mm -hmm. in consideration the online aspect. Like uh, people that it goes over their heads so easily, but you can't compare like a, about it. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's silly to to compare fundamentally two different games. Well, know? like I, I'll say this that that's true, but I don't think it should be to the extent of it looking worse than a game that came out, you know, nine, ten years ago. I mean, I think that um, the the first Arkham game looks better than Suicide Squad. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. I get the live service thing, but also this game did not need to be you do this game did not need to have you connected online at all times. That that angers me so bad because that means that game won't be around in 10 years. I, the game might not even be around in five. Like, we'll we'll see. Oh, we'll see. I mean, I think I think also video game studios are moving more towards products. They're looking at things. They're looking at a video game as a product. They're not looking at it as a entry in a series of games they're making, if that makes sense. Like they're not thinking, okay, that's going to plan out. We're not going to, you know, do five games in the next 12 years. We're going to do two games in the next 12 years, but we're going to support each of those games for six years or whatever. Um, Mm. Is is that the same kind of argument that I think, I don't know if it was a CEO or somebody high up at Ubisoft was like, you have to get used to not owning games anymore. I know that got a lot of of backlash, Mm. but I assume it's the same kind of mentality. Mm, I don't think it's the same necessarily, because when you think about it, like, what's like look at call of duty and that's why they're getting so much backlash right like battlefield 2042 shit show at the beginning right now it's at a point where it's like it's pretty decent it's, and it's good they're, now they're, they're coming with coming out with a new battlefield game but they probably don't have to because what they can do is they can take this live service game they have a good engine to build upon and it still looks amazing like the game still looks great considering that there's so many players and so many things happening but on top of that you take take in consideration all the development costs right like do you want them to spend another five years building a whole new game or do they have the the base right they have what they already created and they build on top of it. They make a campaign, they make events, they make, you know, I don't know. So a lot of games do it badly when we talk about live service stuff, but there's some games that actually do it pretty good, you know? And I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily, my point is, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It's the way that they execute on that, on that like idea that that is bad. Most of the time, I think there's some argument is that the some of the, that live service format does start to trickle down into more single player type games, especially you see some people. It's all you have to be online, which necessarily shouldn't be or it's this is oh, always a good single player game series. Like I grew, I love that you're supporting it, but I eventually want another game, a new full new story. Mm-hmm. Begin, I, I agree. I, I agree with that. Like I was really disappointed. That's one of the things I was really disappointed about 2042 is like there's no campaign. And like yeah. they and they said yeah. they, they try to present it to you as like we're taking this cool new approach. We're gonna tell the story through the multiplayer. Yeah. Bitch, you're giving me five sentences each time I start a match. That's not a campaign. That's like a lazy way to say we don't want to make a campaign because we want to sell you a battle pass. Like that's the way that I saw it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's obviously bad things about it, but I don't think it's necessarily all bad. We always see, you know, and that's the thing with gaming, like there's this pendulum, like it's always like either fully to one way or fully the other way. But I think a lot of it is 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 in the middle where it should be. Yeah. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think of those types of games, like I, it would, to me, make it would make more sense if a game like a Battlefield or a Call of Duty kind of splits into like a, you have the multiplayer portion where that just constantly gets updated. You don't need a new game. You just have your always online and then make sure. your, go back to a game, a Call of Duty game where it's just your, your campaign as its own separate game. 
but I, I feel like they're not going to go that route. But well, I that think that the most sense. I, I think it's like a lose lose situ- situation, right? If they tell you, okay, yeah. we're going to make campaigns, but you're going to have to pay full price for them. There's no multiplayer, right? Then the gamers are going to say, well, why the fuck am I playing seventy dollars for a twenty hour campaign and I don't have multiplayer, right? Like. There's always yeah. gonna be thing. There's always yeah. gonna be yeah. something for gamers to complain. And you, as a game studio, it's it's really hard to win. Like you can't. And that's the thing with anything, right? Like content creation and and you know video game creation, whatever, right? You can't please everybody. And at the end of the day, they're gonna look at the numbers. They're gonna say, "Hey, this makes sense for us as a studio. Let's go with it." Right. At yeah. the end of the day, the developers have to get paid. Management, QA testers, like all the little. Yeah little things that that not a lot you don't see right up front yeah no i didn't know if anybody else had anything but i guess that's the one thing where it's if you're just making a campaign like well it doesn't need to look this it doesn't look like a movie you don't need these hundreds of millions of dollars you could probably cut back exactly save some money yep and you know you're probably still gonna still sell some copies but i mean only what about, about shareholders? What about shareholders? They have that's to the get pro- their returns. That's the problem. That's <laughs> the problem with gaming right now. Gaming. Well, see, here's my issue. Like, um, you can like whatever you like, but the problem is, like, some of these games coming out, like Suicide Squad, that's pushing towards this stuff that we're all not for with, with gaming as far like... Kurgle, you talked about I, I'm interested more in indie because of the crap coming out. Like we're we're For getting sure. to the point where we're okay with getting crap releases at launch, and I'm not okay with that. And the the live the live service, okay, it does not that game does not need to be connected online at all times. And because of that, unless they disconnect that, which they have the capability of doing, then that game's not going to be preserved. So right. like that's my problem too. And like all, all these games are just going to be lost to time. I mean, like somebody brought up Anthem. That that was one of the games I was thinking of. Like Anthem. Like that's mm-hmm. just like that. And there was a Godfall. I mean, Godfall is another game that what closed down in a year, <laughs> within the year yeah. of it coming out. Yeah. So like, there's a. I I think one out of ten live service games are successful. But so. that's that's my point. It's not always necessarily bad, right? You have great games. I mean, there's a perfect example, and I know I bring this game up a lot, but um, Path of Exile, right? Um, the the guy that worked on, I think he worked on Diablo, but basically. Oh, actually, he didn't work on Diablo, but he um, he was a big Diablo gamer. And eventually Diablo 3 has its ups, ups and downs. Right. And it was a live service game for many, many years. And people either hated it or loved it. And it was like a, this whole shit. Show. Yeah. And this guy goes like, I'm going to open up my own studio. I'm going to make what I wanted Diablo to be all these years. Yeah. And they literally have this philosophy that they have microtransactions. Right. Like they have some. Um, you can buy some additional storage space. Uh, you can buy these costumes, effects, but nothing gives you actual yeah. player power, right? There's no marketplace mm-hmm. like in Diablo 3 where you could spend like $700 and get best gear in the game. And like, what the fuck is the point of playing in an ARPG? But he made it a point like, I'm not going to do this. And they stuck by it and they're just growing and growing and growing. And now Path of Exile 2 is coming out. And it just, you got to give props to those studios that do it right. You know, yeah. um, because obviously there's always going to be the bad, you know, bad things that, that that studios do. But that's inevitable. That's that's anywhere in the industry for for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. It's I'm not trying to defend Suicide Squad, just to be clear. I'm just playing devil's advocate 
for no. the sake of the discussion, right? Yeah. yeah. I think I think that it should be optional to be online. I agree 100%. Always. You know, and, uh, but, you know, then you get into the, the deeper things of what, you know, studios have to do and what they want to do. And that's it. It's the sucks. issue of if it's a multiplayer game, it should be a multiplayer game. If it's a single player game, keep it a single player game. This blending kind of kind of ruins gaming to a degree, at least for me, because I there's games I love that are online service more towards the MMO side of the house because the only one I really play is Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. But, you know, I don't I don't mind that. But if I want to play a single player game, like, you know, I would like to be able to play it and not have to worry about it going offline and being screwed yeah, for sure. forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, yeah. One thing Skyrim did well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. I mean, one thing. It, it's, no, there's it, many things, but, you know. I saw that, like, they're, the season one for Suicide Squad will be dropping soon. So we'll see as these yeah. seasons progress whether it sticks around. But m- my guess is that this is not going to, to remain a successful game. Even with Gotham Knights like getting all the patches and, and work done to it. A few of the hardcore people have gone back to it and said it's good. But have you heard that like sort of universally like you know people are going back and flocking to this game. It was free on uh, PlayStation Plus and I still Still didn't hear anything mm. about it. So, but like Gotham, two months ago, Gotham Knights got made by WB Games. Yeah, yeah, I think it was WB Games Studio. Um, so I'm, I think, I think I only played that four hours of that. I'm like, nope, this is this is bad. This is, but there's, I mean, but there's a larger issue at play when you talk about all these like great franchises that get taken over by these, you know, big big studios. Is Games are being made by programmers and product managers. They're not getting made by gamers. That's like a really big, you know, issue that I see with the games in the last like eight, nine, 10 years. Because when you think about it, and I mentioned Skyrim earlier, Skyrim was, we didn't know how good we had it, right? But then Bethesda Mm -hmm. said, well, you guys like this? I'm going to sell you the same game for the next 12 years, right? And that's another shitty thing to do. You know, it, it also, you can't win. Like you will get one good game. Everybody's going to like it. And then the, and the studio is going to go, Oh, look at these fools. They're going to keep spending money on this one project we made. Let's just keep churning it up, you know? But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know what we had uh, somebody in the chat say my main problem with kill the justice league is that there's two Floyd Lawton dead shots now because of origins. What here? Let me mention a spoiler because I mean, that was kind of a spoiler anyway. So you don't want to hear it. Tune out for a second, but too bad. Sorry. Um, King shark is able to take green lanterns ring like that. (gasps) That doesn't. That does not. Yeah, I mean, like that I, doesn't hold with the. He told you you can close close your. Yeah, ears. I said close. Yeah, you I don't want to hear it. I, I, I warned you. I warned you. TikTok. I, if you're eight hours in, you should have already seen that. Anyway, you should have been. No, I, I keep going. I keep like taking my time. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. I don't. There ain't much to take your time with, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like continuity, and then you know, just comic book source material. Like as far as the Arkham games, like they were very true to the comics, and they were following a story with the comics. And this is part of that universe, so it's just weird that Rocksteady is like, let's just throw stuff. Here, here's what I think. I think the Rocksteady that made those games is not even the same Rocksteady at all. 
I think we're looking at probably an entirely new cast of developers, uh, production crew, everything, art designers. Yeah, but that's what happens when when there's a good good game series. Like let's say they release three really good games, right? All those developers, managers, they're all going to get raises and it's going to get to a point where the studios are not going to want to pay them that much. And this happens all the time in software development, whether it's gaming, whether it's you know regular stuff. Um, companies that sell whatever they want, you know, if they have a good year or a good few years, they're going to get fired for the soul. No, yes. But uh, most of the time they're going to be churned and because they're, they bleed too much money to the company. Right. And then you get, you know, cheaper people in a sense that work the same thing, but they're just not as passionate. They're not going to do the same job. And yeah, that's just the reality of it. I, so Suicide Squad was delayed, what, twice, two or three times, two times. So I wonder um, what was changed when that trailer, the first premiere, I don't know if you remember Lee, but um, it got massive backlash, was downvoted like crazy. Um, What was changed from that point? Because to me, like it visually looked like a better game. Obviously, the trailer was god awful, but it visually when they showed actual, which was like not much, it was mostly a cinematic trailer. Um, it it looked like it was going to be an entirely different type of game. So I wonder what was changed from that point because that's been mm. what two at least two years, right? Two three years maybe. Well, yeah, this game's been in development for about four, I think. That's a lot of time that's think? not long yeah that's not long but the delay I, I feel like i remember seeing it i don't remember oh, if it's 2020 or 2021 that that trailer was revealed it was last year uh, i think this time last year because i remember looking going yeah it's about to come out yeah it ain't the yeah. the first the very first trailer oh no the gameplay trailer that oh came out, yeah like, got gotcha ripped on like no tomorrow yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, you know, I, I hope the best for the game, whatever. I actually kind of don't because I'm tired of seeing this crap. So whatever <laughs> at this point, I don't know. Uh, we'll see if it, if it keeps traction. Cause I mean, we'll keep updates on it with, when the season season one launches, we'll see what patches mm-hmm. come, come aboard. They did put out something i want to say on twitter that there should be a performance patch or something coming soon so there's something dropping for people that are actually playing the game uh pretty soon so and also actually playing (laughs) well Uh, i mean yeah i'm just i'm being real with you i also didn't realize that helldivers 2 launches on the 8th by the way so yeah that's close yeah until they delay it again until they well it's awfully close to delay but they they have they've done that before they've done that before uh so i wouldn't be surprised hey what do you guys think about the uh uh, this is we'll we'll get to the other notes but what do you guys think about the um tomb raider uh remastered trilogy because that drops on the 14th oh yeah you can get the you can freeze the butler so i'm pretty happy about that (laughs) (laughs) yeah Seen, seen nothing but good things about it yeah I think I think it's I love I love the series so I'm so I even like but, the uh, reboot series. Yeah, I th- I feel like yeah. it's one of those things where it's it's justified to make a remake. It has such a cult following, and you know, so many people love those games. Um, yeah, I feel like it's it's one of, one of the not rare, but one of the proper ways to do it for sure. <laughs> yeah, and the one other two isn't it? No, it's, it's one. Uh, no, one through three. It's oh, one through three. Yeah. What the. <laughs> 
All righty then. What was it? What was that? For all the audio listeners, uh, Lee just let a bunch of balloons off for for uh, some reason. It's this shitty uh, Mac Mac reactions. It has no off switch unless you go into what? find the setting to turn it off. It's bullshit. Yeah. I, have a, I, have a, I have a guy at work that always does it. We have the craziest discussion about a project and he just goes like lifts his hands up and there's fucking balloons. <laughs> it's great. What the heck? Yeah, it's going horrible balloons everywhere. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, um, I, Big deal news obviously hit right at the beginning of the week. Actually, I think it hit the day after maybe the last podcast episode. But uh, Xbox fires its entire physical disc department shifting towards digital only. The entire department. Yeah. I think that's a mistake. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, they did say that their their Xbox refresh is a um, beautifully digital only console. That that was Phil Spencer's words. Beautifully digital. Beautifully digital. Between that and the employees, beautifully fired. Yeah, I mean that's yeah more more people losing their jobs in the in the game. I mean here's my here's my take because there's more of this. We're we're not done. What who would in their right mind would want to join the video game industry at this point unless you are an indie developer or an indie studio where these sort of problems these triple A um shareholder type companies are involved like who who would want to do that now at this point when you i wouldn't mm. encourage it i mean if you want to make a game do your own thing even if it's part-time like if you have the passion for it you'll you'll make an indie game and you know make make a name for yourself i mean look I mean, at super meat boy <laughs> no but regardless of like the whole fire and all that all we've heard for years is how terrible the work culture is at these AAA studios. So who yeah. wants to really get into that into that industry? Like it just it doesn't seem like it's sustainable long term. Well, people just think that it's just because it's video games that it's this marvelous thing to do. When in reality, big studios is, is just like working any other office like corporate yeah. job. Like that that's what it comes down to. And that's what I was saying earlier is like you can't afford to have passionate people on board because they're going to cost you too much, and because you're so worried about what the shareholders want. You're not going to listen to creative people. You're not going to take risks on people that, that want to do different stories because, Hey, you know, we might lose money on this project because we're shoveling, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars into this. So, but is that yep. necessarily sustainable long-term? Cause eventually, I mean, you'll have, you'll, people will buy your, you, you can find people to buy your games, but outside of maybe like a call of duty type thing, like I don't think it's eventually going to be sustainable because I think it eventually most definitely is drop off. Well, cause you already kind of seen it now with, with the indie games starting to get more of a push because they're more creative. They oh, don't for sure. This yeah. high overcost. I think eventually you're going to see the shift to indie games, getting more money, being a little bit bigger and being that more creative. And to some degree, it's going to overshadow a lot of AAA games just yeah. because they're big bunny, no risk. It's just a cookie cutter, boring game. I agree. But also you got to think about how, how big mobile gaming is. And these AAA studios are rack so much money through microtransactions and mobile games. A lot of people don't know, but mobile gaming in terms of like revenue and sales is bigger than all the platforms, all the other gaming platforms combined. Yeah, it is. Just think about it for a second. Tencent is like what the top company? Tencent? It's one of them. Yeah. I mean, it's one in China, I think, but I mean, there's no development cost when you're, when you deal with mobile gaming, it's the, cheapest crap out there but that what they do is they just do a lot of you know psychological research 
things that they can do to get you to spend money and it works. And that's why it's so big. Like, yeah, there's the biggest amount of whales and gaming yeah. mobile. You know? Everybody has a phone and people that don't play traditional games might download a mobile game to kill, you know, a candy crush, <laughs> candy crush, yeah. flappy bird. I mean, like angry birds, you know, it, things like that. I mean, are like what, you know, especially, especially during those time periods. But I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a thing now, but do you guys just remember like those certain time periods, like when angry birds launched, that was like, it was massive. It was just a, it was everywhere. Like everybody talked about it. And Flappy Bird, it, it's just most mm. simple. You just tap the screen and like people were obsessed. And like that's yeah. all that's all it takes for mobile gaming. Like it doesn't take much because you're grabbing the you're grabbing everyone, really. Like you're grabbing sure. the general audience. You're not grabbing the, the core gamers who are playing on a console and you know you're making it accessible to everybody. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. It's a different question uh, because do you see, I guess there's a difference we deal with the, obviously there's been recent years, been a lot of talk about the whole loot box crap, but even with some of this DLC uh, microtransaction stuff, does it feel at times like it's kind of gambly to a degree that the industry is going to milk you for you want, yep. but there's a point where the industry is not going to fix it, fix itself. So certain things should maybe be, you know, banned at a, at a legal level to kind of, you know, force the, the industry to kind of regulate certain things and just dabble on a little bit. I don't know the, the market in the U S is so vast and so open and so lobbied towards capitalism that it's, I, and there's so much money in the U S that the consumerism part is so big. I don't know about Australia, but I know about Europe. They're more likely to tell you, Hey, you can't be doing this. We're going to, you know, straight up ban loot boxes and shit. So, I mean, the mm. different, the EU and the different countries in Europe kind of have started to go that route because at least with the loot box portion of it, they see it as this is gambling. Yeah. And it, yeah. Is, it, it is very predatory to yeah. people that either don't have control or to gear it toward kids who, oh, I got mom and dad's credit card. Let me rack up $500. 100%. That's why that whole lawsuit happened with Fortnite. They have to like pay back like millions upon millions of dollars. Like he, for like, yeah. what, like six months, you could just like at any point just say, oh, I want to refund all my shit. <laughs> and so many kids and young adults were like, oh my God, I made back $600 that I spent on Fortnite. Like, hell yeah. You know, it's, but that doesn't happen in the U S it's, it's very rare. So I think it's, I, I think there is moral ground with consumers, but there's also way too yeah. much consumerism in the U S to, to stop it at this point, you know, yeah, Without forcing the issue, forcing the companies to be like, you can't do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah I, and uh, I wanted to uh, add in something real quick because this did just drop um, in the last like, I don't know, 10 hours. I just saw it today and uh, it's kind of everywhere. Um, there's a, a rumor out and it seems to have some you know, significant backing to it that uh, an actual new PlayStation handheld console is in the works. Uh, and yeah. yeah. So it sounds like it's they legitimately want to do a predecessor to the PlayStation Vita, which if you had one, uh, also interacted with the PlayStation TV and then obviously the PS3 and PS4. Um, so like you could do the I mean, before like the PlayStation portal, you are already able to do that. You could stream games from your console. Um, 
So this would be interesting because this would be a dedicated handheld. And I want to give the actual information that we have here because I, I don't know about you, but I'd be super interested in this having a dedicated PlayStation handheld again. Um, mm. It says following the Vita's uh, relatively poor commercial performance, it never really seemed like uh, that Sony would return to the handheld space. Um, recent video from the YouTuber includes a segment on a new PlayStation handheld nicknamed Vita 2. Unlike remote play only PS portal, this supposed new device will be a dedicated portal console that can play games natively. The report states that the machine is in a high level defi- uh, design phase meaning it's a very er- it's in a very early state apparently at least 2 years out and technically not entirely greenlit for launch um it, it will have a custom APU from AMD and in a nutshell would be capable of running digital PS4 games natively as for PS5 software MLID says developers tell them it's a plausible it's plausible that games could be updated on a case by case basis so if it is a dedicated handheld like that um that sort of makes sense um that it's up to PS4 grow natively um i mean what do I you guess, guys think i guess the big the question is that it is it can it really compete with the steam deck because obviously nintendo's gonna do their own thing and they've got their first yeah. party library that's gonna that's gonna bring people in but it seems like it's real competition in this market's gonna be the steam deck and that has such a mm. already dedicated library that it can kind of kind of play to varying degrees obviously it's i don't know if they if they're going to be patient enough to grow the market or if they are able to get, if they're going to be able to, but here's something, here's, hard here's food for a thought for, for a thought on that. Like, yeah, I agree. But what if their plan is to actually, since they've never been doing it, do backward compatibility with old like Vita games and old PSP games. Like if they did that, they had, they have crazy good libraries at a the time. They'd have to. To, to just like, to open a market because yeah because it's handheld so you don't necessarily need you know insane like you know triple a games on it you need fun games on it that are quick that you can play on the go if they did that which there's like what 10 percent chance that they're doing it yeah um if they do that they're gonna have some really good traction i feel like yeah i yeah. agree because they're, uh, the other issue is you can already play a lot of their first party games on Steam that they've started porting over, which you can then play on the Steam Deck. You just have to wait like a year since it's come out. Because I think, what's it, the the second Zero Dawn game comes out on yeah. Steam in like a month or something like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. have to tap into that or stop porting their games to, to PC altogether and kind of force that. I think it'll work. But I also think like, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a directly competition to the Steam Deck. You know what I mean? Because the new games, yeah, they're getting put into the the Steam market, but the older games, like you can't find a lot of these games. Um, but it makes sense for them to sell the new games because yeah. they're getting a lot. Yeah. They're probably getting more adopters on the PC side to their console through it. So I think it's I think it's a smart thing to do. Or at least, yeah, if they be more patient, actually make a better handheld. But I, I just like a lot of things. I'll I'll remain skeptical. We don't even know if it's going to be a thing or not. But yeah, and I, I as for- got a good library, but is that going to be enough to bring enough people to the console that actually want to play those games for it to be? financially viable because obviously some of their dedicated fans will but is there going to be enough of a market there yeah i mean look the um playstation portal 
like it, it, there was an outrage on it not being a dedicated handheld, right? Like if you watched any yeah, YouTuber ever, no sense to me, mm, there is so an absolute weird. outrage for that. But then <laughs> it sold out, and you still can't get it in stores. I see like the drops; so there'll be tweets and like sold out, sold out in minutes, seconds. Like they're gone like that. Like there'll be a best yeah. buy drop and they're gone. So like you, they're still not being stocked in stores just like the PS5. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know. I, I know people would be excited about this, but other than that, I don't know. But it also says that um, it can, it concludes by saying that it could possibly be a PS6 companion device. That's port and a portable alternative um, targeted at the Japanese market, which we all know that Japan's market is heavy with the the portables. Like they love yeah. portable mm. systems is, and consoles. Does that make sense as far as they're trying to do something with the? Because they already do some level of their remote play type thing. They're gonna like essentially integrate that to be like, well, you can just if you have it on your on your PS5, you can pair it and you can just essentially play your PS5 games on the go. Essentially, well, that's what the portal is. That's what the yeah. portal. Is. That I guess that yeah. that makes a little bit more sense. That's a stream. I mean. The problem with that is like even me, um, I have had a lot of issues with it. I've now messed with it probably 10 times and uh, I tried out God of War and then some like really low level games. I've got really good Internet fiber Internet right next to my PS5 and still having massive issues with it. And there's been I want to say four patches for it so far and there's more to come, um, which is is kind of kind of disappointing because I was like, ah, oh, this will actually let me get to play the system the problem for the dedicated systems is you know having a child it makes it hard to to be tethered to a console and uh that's why if any console gets played the switch just by nature gets played the most um Mm. you know whether i i want to play some of those and that's why i got it but unfortunately i've had a lot of issues with it and uh the last patch made it slightly better but it would get so bad that that god of war would just completely freeze just stop it it, it would look like it was um 240p and and just stop like couldn't do anything multi-dollar company so it's frustrating it's frustrating i mean if i'm right next to my console i have really good internet and it's still not working i'm you know i I just you know i don't know hopefully that gets better but this is interest interesting we'll um go ahead and move on to the next one Um, we got that PETA is talking about power world in-game cruelty towards virtual animals um i forget who brought this up in the in the chat but um this is this is an interesting one i was dying laughing i wrote it down because yeah it's one of the most hilarious statements i've seen in gaming like it just tells you how well they're doing with their game when somebody wants to leech off of them through animal abuse um I just wanted people to know that that's that that's been a statement that was said. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, okay, you have Pokemon company going after them because they obviously took inspiration from their characters. Fine. That makes sense. You telling somebody that pixels ones and zeros on a screen that are getting smacked with a wooden club and put into uh, spheres um, is animal abuse. It just blows my mind. I mean, like, (laughs) 
They, I, I'm pretty sure they also mentioned that they would even give you some kind of, they're working on some diet plan or what you can feed your animals better in the game. Oh my god! Do you, you guys I'm remember like, that they used to the make f- they used to make those flash games where like you would I forget but I remember like Pikachu being involved in one but their website would have these like flash games where it was like uh, Mario they they outraged over Mario jumping on the Goombas because they were too animal like and the turtles um, the Koopa Troopas like I they outraged that. over that how else do you make turtle soup I mean oh, they don't gumbo oh lay if you ever do legit to, to eat turtle gumbo and this is a like a southeastern thing in the US oh my god it is the best Peter if you if you're watching you need to try <laughs> turtle that shit is delicious yeah y- y'all got to try that turtle no it, it really is good have you guys had alligator that, that's popular. Gator bites. No, yeah, gator, gator bites, bites are, are legit. Good. Yeah, oh. that's what. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I if love I'm them. Eat alligator. I have to know it was wrestled by some Florida man first, and it needs to be all. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no, no, no! You're never gonna. This find was wrestled to because, death because Florida man has the alligator as the pet. So yeah, that's not gonna. That's not gonna. The, oh, they're, they're, they're swamp puppies. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swamp puppies. <laughs> they, they take them to the store and shit. I I gotta find uh, a picture. It's crazy for you guys. There's there's a guy holding a baby gator like right here over his shoulder, literally like a like a human baby, and he's going to the store with him. It's just for people that are not from the U.S., Florida man is just the the embodiment of America in the worst way possible. Hey, he's been immortalized in Grand Theft Auto Six too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, yep, I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, this is—it's just ridiculous. I'm, come on, like Peter, shut, shut up, get, get out of here, get out. I'm gonna. I, I, I like my Slim Jims. I like my hamburgers. I don't, I don't care. I'm sorry. If it I ain't bleeding, don't. I don't want it, brother. <laughs> Wait, we them. need to bring L- Liver King on here to discuss this one, man. Let's see what Ooh. he has to say. <laughs> the Liver King. Sure that my lipstick was oh. pig first. Oh my god! Did you guys see? Now, now this reminded me. There's like a whole TikTok series where there's it's like made like an anime, and they're preparing like chopping up pokemon and like cooking oh my god oh yeah so now i'm not saying that now that it's such a cool like concept it's on tiktok but there that's where i saw it but i'm sure you can find it on youtube or whatever you should watch it it's hilarious i got there's like charizard bulbasaur like he he takes the bulbasaur he cuts off the little head the the little flower head on top you know and then he starts like chopping him up um uh but they made one for power world that's why i'm mentioning this and it like people were pissed in the comments and I was just laughing. I was like, you people get way too bent out of shape over ones and zeros on the screen. Like, yeah, that's uh, yeah, I, I've always thought it was nuts. stupid. I think um, I think for them, this is just like a way to keep their name relevant every time this happens. 100 percent. They just want to keep the name relevant. Like people, if if this hadn't been brought up, when's the last time somebody heard about PETA or cared? I mean, the yeah. last it's Last time, business. yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just stupid. That that one's dumb. Uh, we got the Mortal Kombat movie two, or the yeah, Mortal Kombat two movie is almost done. Uh, Lee, do you that's have any insight up. on this? Uh, just that it's wrapped up. I saw Carl Urban. He posted saying it's all wrapped up now. Um, and it's just uh, now it's post production. I don't think there's actually a release date for it. Not that I've seen myself. Wait, I thought I saw. I thought I saw 2025, early 2025. No, probably a good guess. Well, maybe um, maybe, maybe maybe I was reading a different article, but I'm pretty sure. 
Oh, I didn't put anything in the notes. Yeah, our notes has a double double link for Bloodborne Cart, which we're going to talk about next. Mm, so gotcha. I don't. I, we can look. I mean, I can look it up real quick. But I, I mean, are ask. you guys excited about the movie? Only yeah, if it's, it's like the original Mortal Kombat movie. I need it to be super cheesy to enjoy it. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I like completely butcher the source material. The process. I didn't I didn't yeah, like no Annihilation, but no release date. Okay. Well yeah, Mortal Kombat's hit or miss, right? Because it's had um a live action series that nobody talks about. Nobody talks and I really enjoyed it. Um it was just called Mortal Kombat and I I maybe like twenty twelve it came out. Um and then we had the Mortal Kombat, obviously the the new Mortal Kombat movie, but there was like three other ones plus the animated movies, which I guess that's like a different thing. Um but I mean, there's been a lot of iterations of Mortal Kombat over the years and in cinema. And um, it's and, and the movie that came out wasn't bad either. No, I, I liked it, was, it. It arguably gave us the best theme song music of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. It, Regardless it, of what you say, the first, of that original movie, it, it has the best theme song. Mark, I'm surprised that you like it or have any interest whatsoever hating like fighting it. games. <laughs> it's cheesy. I I don't like fighting games. I'm terrible at them. So am I. But that I mean, I I still enjoy them. I'm certainly not good. But I also watched that movie long before I ever played a Mortal Kombat game. So yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. But we've also got Bloodborne Cart, which uh, I this one I actually don't know anything about. Um, I I'll be honest with you, I didn't even know this was a thing. So I mean, um, in short, in short, um, there was this girl that was developing a game. Um, basically, basically like old school Super Mario, Crash Bandicoot, um, card game, and it was all done in the design and the style of Bloodborne. And basically, like she got some traction, some supporters, and then Sony reached out and basically cease and desist. And she's like, "Don't worry, I'm just gonna wipe off the Bloodborne branding. They can't do anything after that." So, um, I just thought that. You know, people should hear about it because it's a it's a cool concept and um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see when it comes out, because not a lot of like you see, there's a lot of these like D makes that they make like yeah. videos of like they take modern titles, they make a D make out of it. Um, but I thought it was interesting and I think it looks really cool. I think people will enjoy it. So I put it on there um, just so people can look it up and, and maybe support the creator um, when the game comes out. Yeah. Heck yeah. That, that, that's cool stuff. I'm all for it. Um, We've also got uh, Nintendo. This one I was kind of not shocked, but also like ecstatic for Nintendo files trademarks for the GameCube controller. Well, what do you guys think about that? I got my I opinions. Like what? Didn't they okay. own the trademark? <laughs> I'm, I'm so confused. Right <laughs> <laughs> no, I, their own no, no, they filed a new trademark for the for the controller, meaning like an, an, a new pet. Okay. The, like a new patent for the controller, like as if, you know, they're huh. they're going to re-release the controller, meaning that it might be coming to Switch Online, as what my assumption is, and they're going to release it like the other ones. I thought we already had a controller for the Switch for the GameCube. Or am I, like, mistaken on that? No, we only have up the N64 on there. Oh. Like, GameCube was kind I'm, of out of I'm the equation. Then. If yeah. that's the case, then, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I hope that's the case. Like, people wouldn't go nuts for that gamecube come on i'll buy a new gamecube controller all day arguably it's one of the best controllers of all time yeah it's it's a great controller and and a great library of games 
it's just really ergonomical in your hands. Obviously, it's got its own flaws because it's the one joystick. But well, you got to you got yeah. the C stick. You got not, the, it doesn't really do anything. Eh, it works. It works. <laughs> it works. I mean, Metroid Prime. Eh, yeah, you, wouldn't you, you, you had the lock. So you use the left to move, and you use the other. You use your uh, the the shoulders to lock and stuff like that. Oh uh, yeah, I might be misremembering. I, but anyway, I think I mean I think that's cool. Um, if it came to Switch Online, I think that would be a big deal and bring a lot more sick. Bring a lot more people to Switch Online, and uh, you know what? Finally, because early on we couldn't say that it was like a great service, but it's like the cheap. It's like nothing, you know, for a year pass of Nintendo Switch Online. It's like it's cheap, and um, yeah. twenty bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. and it, but of course it should be because like they didn't offer much in the beginning, but they finally built up a little catalog of games there and like adding in GBA and they just had the launch of the Golden Sun games. We're getting like it seems like launches of games every other week at this point. Um, so I'm yeah, I'm all for it. Um, uh, my comment went over everybody's head because there is another controller we wanted to talk about. Okay, let's um, talk about the Wiener controller. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember now. <laughs> I remember now. Okay. All I right. love how everybody was so confused. <laughs> before we get into that, I'll just say real quick before I begin, unfortunately, boys, I'm going to have to head up. I got to get a, pick up a few things for tonight. Uh, but this has been a pleasure as always. And I, I can't wait for next week as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds Definitely. good. Looking forward to it. Have See fun you, boys. Tonight. See you, everyone. Congrats. I will. Thank yeah. you. You're going to need it. I gotta do a speech. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> good yeah. luck, man. Well, you, you got some practice, and so you're good. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, All right. boys. Yep. Have a good night, man. Have a great night, man. Peace yeah. out. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we'll go ahead and talk about the Wiener controller there, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, essentially, let's, uh, um, Oscar <laughs> Meyer, which is um, oh, man. a great exporter of the dogs, um, basically announced that there's going to be a Wiener controller, and it looks beautiful. It's cute. It's but, um, it's average size. Nobody say anything about it. <laughs> oh, thank God. What? Okay, hold on. Um, there were other brands too. What are the other brands? There wasn't just that one. We're getting like uh, um, hold on. I I I don't want to pause for audio listeners, but uh, there was a bunch of really interesting, weird um collaborations for controllers that were all like food based. Hyperkin also announced the Switch controller case themed around Oscar Meyer. Um Hyperkin and I think that's it. No, there were I, I saw more for sure. I, I see was what you're more? talking about. Yeah, there was more. There were other brands. Um yeah, yeah, right here. Um Oscar Meyer, Kool-Aid, Sriracha. I'm looking at the the Kraft mac and cheese. Oh, oh and I Heinz see. ketchup. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. He- yeah, I see it. I see it. I see it. Like Come on, man. I, I got to buy one of those, even if it's just to do a, a stream or something with a, a, a Mac and cheese controller <laughs> like and those Hyperkin controllers. Um, I have the Mega Man variant of this. This is an upgraded version since that one, um, but they were called like the X9. Um, and this one is uh, apparently a better, newer one, but they're, they're legitimately good controllers. These ones are. Um, yeah, yeah they remind me of... Uh, Super Nintendo with joysticks, essentially. So, yeah. and Super Nintendo was a, you know, super comfortable controller. But uh, we also got just a couple more things, I believe. Um, yeah, another big one. Unfortunately, if it seems like every single podcast, um, we've had this. But we also had more layoffs with Embracer Group. They laid off 97 people from the, the IDOS division. 
uh, cancels the third installment of Adam Jensen's story after two years of development, according to Bloomberg's article. So 97 people from Eidos, which was not like a big studio. Uh, so that's a significant yeah, they got, um, recently acquired um, because the uh, Embracer group bought basically the IP of Tomb Raider and um, Deus Ex from Square Enix. and. I was so I cannot tell you how hyped I was. Like I cannot put it in words. First time I played the Deus Ex games two years ago, I played through all five. People don't even know that there's five. There are five. You yeah. only talk about yep. the two, about the new games. You have the Deus Ex, the original title, which came out 1999, PC, yep. and then yeah, and then uh, Deus Ex Invisible War, which came out in 2003, and it was mm-hmm. optimized towards Xbox. Everybody shed on it. It's still a good game, I think. I see why people didn't like it. I liked but it, but th- that it's not great. Was just insane. And then I played the abandoned child, which is Deus Ex: The Fall, which was made for mobile. You could play it on PC. It was a disaster. It was canceled after the first chapter. I still had fun with that. And then you have the Human Revolution, which basically is a prequel, which a lot of people don't know. Um, Deus Ex: Human Revolution is a prequel to the first game, and then you have the continuation of that prequel. Human. Deus was, uh, Mankind Divided. Man, mankind, that's, yeah, I was going to say that. And, I, I like that one a lot. Yeah, and then the, there's a cliffhanger, basically. Like, they leave it at this, you know, we're definitely making a third game. And, like, I was so hyped because you, we didn't hear any news. And then Embracer bought the rights to it, right? And then we almost had, like, a. It, I think it was a leak that, it, that there was another, like, uh, Deus Ex game in the works. And then all of a sudden, like, I mean, it's not all of a sudden, like it's been happening across the industry completely, but I'm just so sad that this is a thing. Like I was looking forward to it. I really hope that they just stopped the development and that they didn't outright cancel it. But, you know, might be what's unfortunate. Yeah, it sucks. It's such a, if anybody, you know, if anybody gets a chance or has time, just play through them. So good. Yeah, I, I, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. I was gonna say just as a whole because I was like, I didn't have, even know what Embracer Group was. I didn't know they. I don't know if they were Nordic Games at one point, or they just owned them. I think they were always like one of those bigger players that didn't necessarily directly, yeah. you know, orchestrate like development and stuff. They were just a big. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't realize they also they owned Gearbox as well. I, Do they? I didn't know yeah. that either. Okay. I was trying to figure out when that happened. Who, who else do they own that's uh, of significance? Or at least the big names, it's THQ Nordic Play. Embracer? Embracer owns own, THQ? Whoever Play on is, they own Deep Silver. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of Deep Silver games. Coffee Stain, Amplified. Well, these are like studios that then own other studios. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's how it always works, uh, what's right? It, what's there? Dark Horse Media, CDE Entertainment. Like, I didn't realize they were this big of a company. Yeah, Naked Games is. Yeah, Saber Interactive. Dang, for sure. That's that's hey, wild. Um, I didn't know all that. Brandon, real quick, are you guys gonna um talk about the the other stuff? Or yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I wanted to mention you know a few other things, the Xbox and all that stuff. Do you got to hop out? Yeah, I gotta I gotta head out. Um, but okay. I'm sure you guys are gonna have fun with that. Um, sorry guys. Um, my baby's been screaming. <laughs> For a little while. Now. You know what? All so our audio I, listeners I are going to be it. very angry at your baby. Just um, kidding. Just yeah, kidding. you can blame him. Um, I will put his email um, in the comments down below. So if you have any complaints, please reach out um, to the PR department. But thank you all. Um, I will see you next week. Same time. And you guys have fun.
All right. See you later, man. Have a good one. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) I'm looking in the chat, Mark. Uh, We've got uh, Mark. I want to hear your thoughts on Embrace in the uh, Xbox acquisitions. I've missed Mark on here a lot. Cyber Larry says I've missed Mark, too. Good guy. Catching Daisy says love Mark. Mark fans rise up. <laughs> Dang, you got a whole fan club in the comments there, man. Good for you. When you, uh, when you leave for like almost 10 months. Yes, uh, Cyber, you know what? Um, he, he, stuck, he stuck around. He was watching all your uh, tail streams. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah, he followed you along there with uh, those streams. Yeah, some of, the, some of them, like, I don't know if you changed names, but so I, I saw Cyberlink for sure. I'm like, that name definitely sounds familiar, but it, he, it had been a while if, if I missed some of the other people. He is the one that was asking about you like two weeks ago before uh, before you came back on the podcast. So he's the one I was telling you about. So good guy. Good guy. And then uh, Kurt said, sorry, guys. See you all next Friday. Oh, trails, not tails. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Trails. That, yeah, that's, that's that's where it makes. I was sense thinking though. of me playing the, the last tails game. OK, yeah. Trails. So <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a fun game, man. Have you ever gotten back to that, by the way? Since the last, I haven't played it since the last stream. Gotcha. I, I don't know if I'm ever going to ever get back to that point, but I was like, I you know on the off chance I ever do get back to stream, and I, I intentionally haven't haven't touched the game since. But oh, I, well. I plan on beating it. I just don't know when that's yeah. going to be. Yeah, well, we'll we'll, we'll uh, look forward to, to that time coming around. We've also got um, the Xbox. Uh, Microsoft usually refreshes its console hardware mid-cycle, but we know a bit more about the next Xbox than usual. Code named Brooklyn. Brooklyn as in B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N for some reason. Uh, the what next... The odds? Yeah, what are the odds? The, ne- <laughs> the next Xbox Series 1 or Series X. I see I said 1. Their, na- their naming schemes are terrible. I hate their naming schemes. PlayStation is the only company with a naming scheme that makes sense. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo did it for a bit. Yeah. That's Super Nintendo, I feel like, was a, you know, if they do like Super Switch, like I'll be excited because like it makes sense again. But like we to Wii U. Different. Yeah. They probably will. I mean, Wii, Wii, Wii U screwed thing. them over, right? Like the name. Yeah. Like a parent going in to, to buy, they're going to think, oh, this is a tablet for the Wii. They, yeah. they don't think it's a new console. So, uh, But anyway, on this, uh, it says the next Xbox Series X is expected to launch late, late October, early November of this year. Pricing is expected to be $499, which is the price now, which aligns with the current Xbox Series X. But notably, Brooklyn should have double the storage, bringing it to two terabytes of building storage but you lose the disk drive so and i you say that because i was at a best buy like a week ago and i saw them selling just a bunch of disk drives i'm just like just buy it with the disk drive at that point obviously they want to go away from it and i don't agree with why they're doing it but i kind of get it but like if you're going to go full digital even at like you need to massively up the the storage like i think two terabytes is too low way too low only if Especially you play Warzone like millions and millions of people, that's going to take that takes up half a terabyte. I, I've yeah. had it on my consoles, both of them. It takes up so much space. And just like, you know, and then even like Fortnite, Fortnite's a relatively big game, uh, not as big as Warzone, but like things like that, you know, things that a lot of people play are, you know, yeah. huge I mean, games. When I, like when I played Elder Scrolls Online on, on console on my PlayStation, that's pretty much you need 100 gigabytes of, of free space for that game. 
Yeah, it's it, it doesn't it, always take up the full, but for the updates and everything else, the game partitions essentially 100 or 100 gigabytes. But games get pretty big, even at you know 50 gigabytes, that adds up relatively quickly. Yeah, I mean, if it's significantly cheaper with with hardware now and the SSDs, I don't don't see why eventually, you know, you know, you should be getting closer to five or 10 terabyte or at least an option to have, you know, 10 terabytes, you know. Well, well, the PS5 already um, with I think one of their updates is now supporting six terabytes, I want to say. So they're they're supporting a significant amount. Xbox is different in the fact that they have the proprietary ones. They I don't you don't have a Series X, right? I can't remember. No, I don't I don't have a need to buy an Xbox. I can play other games on PC. Okay. No real point to to, to get it. So their um SSD is a proprietary like plug and play that you plug out of the back of the console. So it's like literally essentially like a memory card that's what they look like um so they're proprietary uh now they have there is now officially one other company that's making them finally but they were making them under one company um so they had them like you know under lockdown and uh, it took a long time the prices are still more expensive than just getting a regular m.2 ssd that you can get for the ps5 like they've dropped like they're they're much cheaper than they were in 2020 when I upgraded and got a one terabyte for the PS5 because that's all it supported. One terabyte SSD. Um, it was like like one hundred and seventy dollars. It was like one sixty nine ninety nine. And it was the PlayStation like um, not branded, but like they supported it like it had PlayStation branding on it. Yeah. Um. So it was like I forget what brand, whatever. It's but such a rip off when yeah. you, I can get normal SSD for my PC. At that price, I could get like five terabytes realistically. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like, yeah, they've dropped significantly. So in the Xbox, um, proprietary SSDs are still up there in price. So I, I, to me, this is not a, uh, not a trade-off that I think is, if you have a Series X already, to me, unless we find out more information and it that does have beefier hardware, which I'm semi-doubtful on if this is going to be their new flagship console. I, I don't know because we're looking at the, the PS5 Pro, like that's been talked about as, as if we're getting it this year. And that might be, you know, what February they might announce that. They might mention it. Um, and yeah. I can see it coming. We're, you know... We're nearing four years in at this point, so it makes sense. We're at that point. Um, so a refresh of this to just remove the disk drive and add one terabyte to me does not really make sense unless it's just to be a slim, a slim. I mean, the P, the Series X is like a stand up console to me, like looking at the image that we have, it doesn't look any smaller unless, you know, we just can't tell the size but other than it being circular, not square, like I'm comparing them now. I what what is the up, what's the upgrade? There is none because unless, the Series X is backwards compatible with every Xbox. Yeah, unless you're buying a new console, this is like the first time that might be worth it. But without the disc drive, the backwards compatibility doesn't exist essentially. That's that's the thing they had. They were the ones doing all that the best because like this can play original Xbox discs like for God's sakes. Like, why would you want to swap it out? Um, I mean, for you, like, you're, you know, you said you can play all your stuff on PC. That would be the prime reason if you were interested to, to own the console is because of the backwards compatibility like 
play your favorite yeah. 360 games and and they're all upgraded all every one of those that are supported for their because they had a whole program it was literally called the backwards compatibility program every single one of those is upgraded in some way whether it's frame rate performance or visuals whatever those original xbox games i played some uh there's a game called advent rising I played it. I looked at the images of like the base game, huge upgrade, like significantly ran better and looked better. And I'm like, this, this is awesome. Like that is my favorite reason to own that is the backwards compatibility. I want to be able to go back and play my favorite 360 games. I like that. Um, This to me, losing the disk drive and adding one terabyte. If that's all that this is, and it's literally a console refresh, you know, we always get like the we got the PS4 Slim, we got the PS3 Slim and Super Slim. So like it's not unheard of to get, you know, a new refresh console that's not really upgraded. Um, but but this is this one's weird to me. I I don't I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me personally. Unless they're going to do what Sony's doing. Here's a disk drive, non disk drive. But we're just going to resell you the disk drive for the pre- price of that difference. The problem is, is that the things that Phil Spencer has said being beautifully all digital. I mean, that right there saying all digital to me, this image does not show a spot for a disk drive attachment. So I am very doubtful that they are doing that whatsoever. No, they're probably going away from it. But unless, you know, there's a significant backlash and they, there's a sales drop, they're just going to go this way because it's just easier for them to control prices. Second, secondhand market doesn't exist anymore, so they can just eat. It's it's all about, you know, maximizing profits. Yeah. This has nothing to do with what the customers want because you have the option for both, you know, and the customer chooses digital. That's one thing. But to force people to, to go down this path, the only way to, to essentially say no to this is just to be like, I'm not buying these new consoles. If you're going to go full digital, like I'll just opt out. But I don't think enough people are going to, are going to opt out on something like that for it to really make a difference. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the truth of the matter is we know that I, I can't remember the actual um, number, but it is, it is up there. It's like, like 85% of gamers are all digital now. So like they, they just don't care. Um, I'll, I'll look up the actual number while we're talking, but like I, for most people, this is not going to be a concern. And I think that's why they had announced in one, maybe the beginning of 2023 that they, um, stopped the backwards compatibility program. They said, here's, um, here's 170 more games that are supported. We're done. We're stopping the, the program probably because they knew they were doing this. I, my thought is that they, um, they really don't care about the console market and they are all about Game Pass because it is available in so many places. And I mean, we're it's available on TVs like built into TVs, Samsung TVs. Now, smart TVs have Game Pass on them. Um, there's another brand of TVs that also have Game Pass. Your phone can play Game Pass. Your Steam Deck can play Game Pass. Rogue Ally, everything can play Game Pass. Um, and I, and that's what they're pushing. I mean, Xbox Live Gold doesn't exist anymore. So they don't give the free games every month anymore. They, they stop that. So this has got to be a sign, right? Like that, hey, we're, we're putting out this console. It's all digital. And I feel like after this generation, um, I think that Xbox moves away from the console and potentially offers like a streaming device, but doesn't care about the console market. We, we hear the rumors of, of, of Game Pass coming to the Switch 2. Um, we've heard it for a while coming to the original Switch. Um, I bet if 
Nintendo agreed to that immediately, they would do it. That's a whole well, new market. Well, because that, essentially that, the Xbox market doesn't exist anymore at that point, and it just gets absorbed by the other two consoles, more or less. So if, that, if they're going to go that route and I was Nintendo, I'd be like, oh, absolutely. I can triple my my console sales or double my sales significantly. Yeah, like that, that seems like a win win for Nintendo. They'll just add it on to their subscription price and then raking the money well it's a win-win for both right because they lose money on the series x um it may they may be making it cheaper now but i mean just just about every console in history like the companies lose money on the console and they make money on the the software sales like the ps5 they lose i for a lot of money like they don't make make any after like 20 to 30 years it it, you have the feeling that Microsoft's going to go the uh, the Sega route and just bow out of the console race and just go the software. Um, I think they're just going to go Game Pass. I think they just want to be a subscription service. And um, I will tell you, for me, if it were not for the backwards compatibility, I own two physical Series X games. And the reason for that is because if you look at the cover, um, if it says smart delivery on it, that means that the game is not on the disc. And that is like 70% of Xbox Series X di- discs. So I own two because those are the only two that I've found and gotten that that are actually on the disc. Yeah. So they're keys, essentially. And like that, that's another like telltale sign that like, hey, we we don't really care about physical like we you know, it's just not, I guess, because obviously there's a lot of speculation, but if Microsoft just bows out of the console race, does that open? Obviously now it's a, it's a two man, uh, two man race at that point. Does somebody else decide to, to, to fill in and be like, take, yeah. a, take a shot at a console? Because if, if Microsoft in 10 years doesn't do just goes full software, there's a huge void there that somebody might try to fill obviously that market's going to primarily go to switch and probably more more than likely go to go to sony as far as the the console market is but that yeah would open an opportunity for somebody else if they wanted to take a shot at at being a being a console producer yeah i i mean i think um see you here's the difference i think with sega to xbox when you make that comparison well what's funny is that the original xbox is essentially the dreamcast 2 um, all the games that were being developed for the Dreamcast got moved over and they made a partnership with Xbox during that time. So yeah. an Xbox uses, I forget the original Xbox. I forget what hardware or whatever that was within the, the Dreamcast. Anyway, like the, the thought is, is that the Xbox is the, the Dreamcast too. So that makes sense. Um, and I think that um, the difference with Sega versus Xbox in the console race is that game. It's there's still Game Pass. If it's on the other machines, and they're they're creating their games, they bought all these studios. They're not doing away with releasing games anytime soon. They they just spent billions of dollars on studios. I mean, during yeah, COVID, but- they they acquired how many studios? Like like. All I'm, all I'm saying is if you're going the route, if you eventually want just want to go the software route, you're not going to care where it goes. You're just going to offer it yeah. everywhere because it makes the most sense. Yep. So if in theory, and I have no idea what's going to happen, what's going to happen. Microsoft might still just stay in the console race with just a digital only you know, console. But I mean, in theory, you know, somebody could try to like make a deal like, I don't know, maybe uh, NVIDIA wants to get into the console market, try to 
who knows? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably not going to happen. It's just pulling, pulling stuff out of my ass, but just somebody potentially might be like, well, let's take a shot, see what happens. Well, you know, who's really competing with these consoles right now? All the, the handhelds handhelds have made a massive resurgence. I mean, yeah, steam deck to be fair. It's really only two companies, Nintendo, which has done it for forever. And they're Ooh. never going to lose that. And then you've got the steam deck, Primarily just because you have access to to that Steam library and to Steam sales and that PC market. But it's not just them. The Rogue Ally is is outselling the Steam Deck. And then you've got the new um the new handheld coming out that's supposed to be better than the Rogue Ally by um oh, what PC manufacturer. Um they produce some kind of card. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but there's a new handout we talked about the week before you you joined. Um, that's going to be coming out, and it's like uh, it's the Asus Rog Allies that you're thinking of. No, that's the one I'm talking about now. That's the one that's outselling oh, okay. the Steam Deck. So there's that's the one I just searched, and I was like, oh, Asus, yeah, I know them from from PC parts. But you know, Rogue, Rogue Ally like raving reviews. I know a bunch of people that have um, a Rogue Ally and absolutely love it. And and uh, it's expensive. And so is the Steam Deck. But yeah, the Rogue Ally yeah. is more expensive. But it's, it's also significantly more expensive. Significantly more powerful than the Steam Deck as well. Um, but it, but it, I guess it's many, selling, outselling the Steam Deck even at that price point for now. But I mean, like, how many competitors have come and gone, and they might see initial success, but then it just kind of, kind of dies off with a whimper. As far um, as I'm concerned, Nintendo will forever be the king of handhelds oh, because, yeah, they have such an a, a long term investment in that market, and they've got the games that will only ever be in that market yep. that most people want them for. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's I'm, a good supplemental for some of these companies. At the very least, it's it's less expensive than a full console to at least dabble and see if you can't make it, you know, you know, profitable for you. Oh, here, here's what I think. The MSI Claw, if you want to look that up, that is the the new one that is going to be the competitor to the Steam Deck, Switch and, and Rogue Ally. So this one's supposed to be slightly more powerful than the Rogue Ally. But we also know that we are going to be getting a Rogue Ally 2 at some point. Um, but the MSI Claw looks but it, it it looks amazing. Just just the form factor alone, I think, looks really really cool. Um, and I am genuinely excited about handhelds making such a look. Let me put it this way: um, a, a lot of people that I, that I follow or or talk to or other content creators, a lot of them are are playing all their games on on these handhelds because they're 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 powerful. They can play in bed. They can play wherever they want, right? They can play PC level games wherever they want. And they're, they're really like pushing the limits to, you know, competing with PCs and competing with consoles. And the Steam Deck, as you know, has a dock so you can play it like a console. The, yeah. the I think the Asus has a dock, too. I don't know that one for sure. But I know the MSI Claw is going to have a dock, too. So it's I'll, it's a it's a hybrid, just like the Switch. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this in it because it, it's one made by MSI, one's based by Asus, right? If I'm not mispronouncing yeah. it. The one thing that makes sense, these are hardware, these are companies that only produce hardware. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of makes sense where it's like, oh, we already make this hardware. We can just tweak it. Yeah. It doesn't cost us any extra money compared to someone like Microsoft who has to, they don't make this hardware. They have to buy it all. So I guess it kind of makes sense. These companies that like, well, we already make something similar. We can tweak it. 
Yeah. It minimizes the cost because we're already producing all this yeah. already. Yeah. Then it's essentially it's just an extension of the PC market because that's what we're what we're already invested in. That's exactly what but it I, is. That's once you once we brought these two ends up, like, all right, this makes a lot of sense that it's these hardware companies that are branching out. And, and it's, maybe they'll eventually replace Sony eventually. Who knows? I mean, I mean, th- look, I think that's what I think that is one of the reasons that this rumor with a dedicated PlayStation handheld is coming up. <clears throat> they spot the resurgence of these handhelds like these are massively popular. I mean, I'm telling you, I see them everywhere within content like they they are very popular. People love these handhelds and. Like the Asus ROG Ally, I hear I hear nothing about the Steam Deck anymore. If it weren't for the Steam Deck OLED coming out, I, I wouldn't even hear the name anymore. I just don't hear it. I don't hear about it. Um, you've got the you know what this go uh, are you gonna say? No, I was gonna say this. This feels like we're getting to a point where the idea of a console's dead, and it's just people that make games and then hardware that you then play whatever game you want on. Yeah. Because it's, it's everything's just bleeding into the PC market, and the PC market is just extending by either streaming or handhelds. Well, that's kind of where the market's going outside of Nintendo, because God knows they're never going to let that go. Right, and then here's the other thing too. I mean, like it's not even just those. Like we we've got. I'm I'm looking some stuff up. Like we know that a Steam Deck two is coming. Like officially, we know a Rogue Ally two is coming. These are selling so well that that obviously they're getting successors pretty quickly um but also there isn't just these companies weirdly there are companies that are selling like the they're not just like straight up devices that have a bunch of games on them they are um like essentially smaller pcs at a cheaper price point so the ao neo is a big company in that lane where it can play, you know, like games up to like PS2 or whatever. And they're selling very, very, very well. Like here's a new one from AO Neo. It's called the AO Neo Pocket DMG. And uh, it said announcing a new handheld almost every week, this company. At least it feels that way. Uh, The latest tease from the company regarding the remake initiative, which will conclude the AO Neo's updated take on the Nintendo Game Boy called the Pocket DMG. But obviously this is a system that can you know play all these other games and they're getting up to the point where they can get past like like PS2. Like they're they're getting very close to being able to play like PS3 games and I don't want to disregard all these other handouts. Like there's a bunch of them. The AO Neo flip was just announced. It's like a DS. If you look it up right now, it looks there. There's two versions. There's one that looks like a DS with two screens. And then there's a version that's literally a pocket PC with a keyboard and two joysticks, like literally a pocket PC. Um, And like, these are, these are meant to be, the size of portables to actually put in your pocket and, and take with you. So yeah. it's interesting. Like we're getting a handheld that looks like the DS that will be able to play DS and 3DS games. So like we are at a um, handheld resurgence. I mean, that's not even all. Um, AO Neo Slide, the AO Neo Next 2, <laughs> AO Neo Next Lite, um, the Orange Pie, Pocket Man P1. Uh, so, I mean, like, you know, and these aren't, on the level of like the Steam Deck or the MSI Claw, but um, the Steam Deck OLED looks pretty cool. So that's kind of a cool refresh. OLED screens are a bigger upgrade than people give them credit for. Like the uh, the Switch OLED, the the difference between the Switch OLED and the original Switch, you, you, 
you can't go back. Like it, it looks, it looks really good in handheld mode. It's just a nicer screen, really all it is. But it's not worth the money to upgrade. It, it's, it's not significantly more money. I think it's worth it, in my opinion. Well, uh, well, if maybe you already Switch, if, if you already, not, I don't think it's worth the money. I upgraded, but I sold my Switch at a price point that was pretty close to to retail. So I, I found it worth doing and i wanted to to be able to have access to it's got a built-in uh, ethernet adapter so you don't have to buy the piece um it's got a redesigned dock so it doesn't have that terrible back to it um it's got a redesigned kickstand so you got a full stand instead of the you know there yeah, was there were some other features to it too but i also primarily play mine docked so it is literally no point unless there's significant hardware upgrades to to buy the new one. Yeah, that that's fair. I mean, I I, I can at this point, you know, might as well wait the when the next year or two we're gonna get the next 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 switch or whatever we get from the Nintendo next console from them. So yeah, it's worth just waiting at least for me. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I I, I get it. I totally get it. It's uh, it's a handheld resurgence time. We also got um, A and D announces that. You no longer need a GPU to play video games. The Ryzen 8000G series is going to make PC gaming affordable again. So this is it got that unaffordable. Obviously, you had to shop around and you weren't going to get the top of the line stuff. But this doesn't surprise me with especially when you deal with handheld gaming. Obviously, it all between phones and handheld, that stuff has to be integrated together because you don't have the space for it. Yeah, but as far as like, you know, just low level, affordable, something the entry level that makes sense. But it's never going to match what you can do with a dedicated GPU. I mean, those things are massive as is. But if you're just trying to make it affordable to get more people into the market. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it makes sense. GPUs get expensive. They like, do. I, I mean, I, got a, I bought my 30 series uh, about two months ago. I spent like five hundred dollars on it or something like that or between four to five hundred dollars. And that's not the- even top of the line what gpu uh, so what's what kind of gpu did you get tell, tell us like your a, full your full uh upgrade on your like what, what all did this way i don't screw anything yeah up. no worries no worries i built a whole new one from scratch or yeah because we got we got pc listeners that definitely are interested in and in hearing about that I and i something i could afford that could play everything because i i I, I was getting to the point where it's like I'm hitting barely hitting minimum specs on all my games with like especially with that yeah yeah and stuff like that uh it's or I'll pull it up faster on my phone. Yeah, no worries. Yep. I mean, it it definitely makes sense. Um, I'm all for making it more affordable because I, I I need to get a desktop badly. Uh, not even just for gaming, um, just in general for what we do in this podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for uh, whatever makes it more affordable. And, you know, I, I need to jump in for me. I need to jump in at a, a sort of higher tier than than most i'm not you know when you're 4k editing um and rendering video it, it takes a lot more than than gaming um at some yeah, point so I make, I, as far as the p not some of the other accessories about but i, I spent about 1500 dollars on this uh so i got the i got the i7 147k uh it's one of the newer it's not the top the best cpu but it's a 14th gen one so it's one of the newer ones that just came out but it's 20 quarts not too bad uh my motherboard's a gigabyte z790 nice nice i mean i i couldn't go into depth about you know what a motherboard does specifically but it's it does what i need to do uh, my actual gp uh, gpu is the gigabyte uh rtx 47 no i got a did i get a i got a 4070 i thought i got the 30 series but no i guess i got a 40 series i 
I think I was originally shopping for a 30 series, but I guess the extra price for the 4070 wasn't that bad. So it's a 4070, 12 gigabytes. I spent about 550 on it uh, pre-tax. But I mean, it's still not. I think, no, I, I know what happened. I was talking with somebody else and I was like, technically the 3090 is still more powerful than the 4070, even though it's generation old. But that's how, how explain crap. explain I that. Be, uh, I'd have to pull it up off the top of my head. I don't remember exactly what the difference it just seems weird that that uh, an older generation would be more powerful. Is it? I gotta pull it up. I just can't remember off the top of my head. It has something See, to do with the hardware and what it can do. Gotcha. I, I wish I knew. Um, you know, I'm going to be diving into the the. P- That's one of my goals this year is is the uh, the PC realm, so I can speak on it. And then obviously, I just I need to have it, it a desktop. It has to do something with with something with clocking and 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 memory overclocking size. and all that jazz. Uh, overclocking, I think, is is not not worth it really. Unless you're, unless you're, you really want that extra little oomph it's going to give you. I do know a lot of people that, that overclock their stuff. When it comes to hardware, I, I know the base. The problem with overclocking is, first of all, you got to know what you're doing when you're overclocking. And second of all, you do shorten the lifespan of the hardware when you overclock. Like it's not going to last as long as you can make it. But if you've got money, yeah, I've heard that. Here and, you, and you can afford to overclock it, you're going to be able to upgrade a, a few years earlier, anyways. Where I'm gonna get the I'm I'm gonna get as, as much as I can out of my out of my hardware. I gotcha. Yeah, essentially you're you're burning up your hardware when you're you're overclocking. You're gonna yeah. It's and, gonna, uh, so I I love the fact that RAM's gotten cheaper. I spent a hundred dollars on thirty two gigs of RAM, essentially two sixteen sticks, which was I, I'm I'm going from sixteen to thirty two. That was a a boost. That's really the big thing. I ended up getting a fractal uh, uh, actual uh, tower just because I wanted something that was a little bit quieter. Yeah, and they're they're really the the fractal brand is apparently really good as far as airflow because obviously that's what matters most with PC airflow. You got good airflow as far as the the actual tower is. Your fans are going to spin not as fast, and obviously it's just going to be sure all the way around. Um, that makes sense. I, I think I think the the between the thirty seventy and the forty seventy, it was a negligible. It's like fifty to hundred dollars more. So it was like ah, it's. I get a little bit more out of it, but yeah. I'd have to. I know technically the 3090 outperforms the 4070. Obviously, the 4090 is better, but I it'd take me a second to actually go in and figure out exactly why. Well, I bought it. I probably could have told you, but it's I only really go deep into hardware when I'm upgrading. So I just yeah, that's, brain that's fair. That that's fair. That makes it's sense. It's kind of like I don't think nebulous is the right word that I'm thinking of, but it's it's not. I'm not a. I'm not. Re, I'm not a. PC repair guy. So it's like I don't. This is knowledge I don't need to just know constantly off the top of my head. Yeah, that I mean that's fair. That that makes sense. I mean, I got a decent good setup. I can play modern games at like a de- maybe not at ultra the top settings, but at a high setting. And it really cost me about fifteen dollars. You just have to shop around, make sure your your stuff fits. Try to find those those sales where you can. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean that make that makes sense. And, and um, PC can get more expensive, but you can make it last almost as long as a console cycle. As long as you don't have any any you know issues with your with your hardware and stuff like that. How long did you have your pre previous PC? I built my previous one in twenty. I think it's, I think it was early twenty eighteen. It was it. I built mine right before the twenty series graphics cards came out. Hmm. So the so the ten seventy was you know as good as I could get pretty much on an on an affordable level. I know at the time. Did you see um, the? Um, uh, I think it was. I don't know if it's AMD, whoever put out 
Ah, the graphics cards, the super series that's that's coming out for the um 40, 4080, 4090, 4070, they're all getting a super a, series. Uh I heard I didn't look into it. Obviously, I just built it, so I'm not I'm not I'm gonna be upgrading for right, you know, at least five years at this point. But uh I think I heard some about it, but I was like, nah, I don't really care. I just I just upgraded my stuff, so I don't it's kind of irrelevant right now. But I heard some about that. I think it's interesting because obviously the the next line of uh Graphics cards are, are going to be launching soon. <laughs> so they're launching yeah. those before the new ones. It's like but you get you get new series every, like almost every year. There's a yeah. new, new upgrade, like the hardware yeah. upgrades so fast. It's like, you know, we just got the 40 series. Now we're going to get the next upgrade next year. And then probably the 50 series, probably the following year. However, the, the cycle is that that stuff is is always constantly upgrading. Uh, Cyber Larry said, I have an old 3070 that still runs a lot of current current games at highest yeah. graphics so yeah, 3070 man, isn't that old right no I mean, that's it's like only, four it's or five years a, it's only a generation back from the 40 series which a lot of a lot of that stuff just came out so i mean i almost got it and but i was like out ah, of 4070 it's not that much more expensive when i bought it around black friday so i was like i'll just upgrade a little bit more but yeah i mean sometimes the uh the CPU is just as important if not more in some areas because obviously your gpu you know dep- most games are gpu intensive but they can get cpu intensive depending on what you're doing so obviously you need to make sure you know you're not bottlenecking anywhere if you can kind of like afford it but yeah deeper into what my not actual knowledge is right now i get it i built this new pc and then my cpu actually was dying on me brand new oh god i eventually paid the 70 bucks to take it to a shop because i was like there's nothing more that i could do like i don't know what's wrong with it like obviously i was not i wasn't thinking it was an actual hardware issue or i was hoping it wasn't but i was like if this is a hardware issue i need somebody to actually tell me what's wrong with it that way if i need to replace a part and luckily i was able to send it back and get a new new replacement no extra cost but i was that's good that's good i mean yeah if it it had waited another month or two to die i'm out four or five hundred dollars and have to buy a new cpu that would have been terrible yeah no doubt i mean uh before we move on the next uh the news do we have any comments i don't have pulled up at the moment yeah it's that's gonna pull up the other news that we had. Just just going all over the place on this. Here's a small little sentence about something happens and then it becomes like a ten minute conversation on something else. Oh yeah, I mean it is what it is. Uh Ed I did want to shout out Edwin's video games is in here and give him a subscribe. He is in the upcoming collab for the channel here soon. We've got a a nice collab coming out with uh, seven or eight people. So I uh, appreciate that. And he said, love the Sonic poster in the background. Cyber said that that type of PC will definitely run the earliest trails games. Um, oh, yeah. My old PC could run them just fine. And I was <laughs> like eight years old at this point or six, uh, somewhere in that. Were you playing on PC trails when you were playing it? Were you playing on PC? Yeah, because I had to get it on Steam. I don't know. I, oh, okay. I don't think they're all available on console or you have to get an old one, but. No, yeah, it's. I don't remember which which one you're playing. PC, there wasn't necessarily anything wrong with it. It's just I can't, couldn't play newer games on it. I could, yeah, probably would still run for several years on older games, but I was hitting a point where it's like you just can't play any. Yeah, games that's fair. Twenty twenty four and onward, pretty much. That's fair. And then uh, we've also got Ed. Uh, Edwin said, "You're welcome." Escalated said, "Mark, are you a console or retro gamer?" Long long pause here. Console than retro. There's a handful of older games that I like, but they I primarily play like play newer games. Are 
do you play uh, any retro? I know you still got like you still got some retro games and stuff in your collection. I, I consider the trails retro. I mean, they're probably pushing twenty years old. Some of the older ones at this point. No, you got you got other stuff. You have Pokemon mostly, games and stuff. Most of the older games that I play are games that I played growing up. So there's like nostalgia to that. But there's a lot. Most old retro games, I really don't have an interest in playing. To be fair, that's fair. I mean, whatever yeah, you I mean, know. I didn't. I grew up with like one or two consoles and like five games on each. Yeah. So I got became pretty much an adult. So that's that's, that's kind of where, where I'm at with that. I mean, that's where I was at. I had to swap out all the time. Uh, once I started making my own money early on, I started a. <clears throat> I started collecting right at the end of the GBA era. Because I started mowing lawns and doing stuff like that, yeah. um, so I saved up money and for money on a computer repair <laughs> business. <laughs> yeah. So funny enough, funny enough, this is semi kind of related. I stopped at, um, I took video, and it's in my story on Facebook. Um, I took video of where they they took down our old elementary school, and it it's just wild seeing. I, I put the video. I said I'm sending this to Mark, and I haven't got to send it to you yet. But I said, right here is where we used to sell the shade. All the trees are still there. The fences there. I remember <laughs> seeing pictures where they were auctioning off some of the playground yeah. stuff. I saw yep. some of that. I was like, uh, obviously, it was it was about to happen. That building needed to be. Oh, it, it was old. It was old. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's some good memories there. Yeah, there's that, that's why I said I said I, I, I never liked school, but I made a lot of good memories that, you know, will stick with me forever. So that was that was something interesting. I was on my way back home from an appointment and happened to go that way. I was like, let me let me stop and get some video real quick. I want to I want to chat about this. But uh, we also got real quick. We, we got it's old. If you're keeping up with all of them, um, Escalade said, Brandon, what are you collecting now? And ask you guys are I think they're saying, are you playing anything right right now? Are we playing anything uh, col- collecting wise? Um, honestly, like right now, I'm just sort of with with new games, playing new games. Um, I've got access to the Everdrive for retro stuff. So I've made the um, I'm actually going to make a video on it, but I made the decision to start selling off some stuff to fund towards PC and upgrading equipment getting a new mic, getting um, just everything that I need to get. Uh, So that is one thing as far as collecting. It's just literally finding deals on like Switch and PS5 games from Twitter because I I find games for 10, 15 bucks all day long. So like there's deals that get tweeted out and like legitimately that's pretty much all I get right now. Um, If there's a new game coming out that I really want, really want to play, I'll grab that. Um, But mostly that's it. Um, haven't gotten anything retro besides the Everdrives um, here recently. I've got a couple products I'm going to be covering for retro consoles, but um, yeah, I mean, collecting wise, just, you know, like if I find deals out and about or something, which there's like, you know, it's winter, there's no yard sales, I'll pick stuff up, but um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, see, there's a bunch of comments. Uh, again, Mark, I'm offering to share my stream library to Mark. <laughs> Oh, I have a side of the tales, trails, trails, trails. You said it too <laughs> for trails specifically. Maybe, maybe Yakuza said. Um, I actually, I do have one of like a dragon games that I bought for PS5. It's still sitting in the wrapper, but I've got really I good. Such a, a back library. Uh, I do want to want to own and play all the all the all the trails games. Uh, it's just going to take a while. I, I myself have a long game library that I'm just kind of playing on free time. Yeah, my my backlogs are ridiculous, and I. I t- 
not even talking retro. Like I've I've got a legitimate list in my game I app of the the next retro games I want to play. And then when you add in new stuff that's coming out that I want to play and like it it's nice to play something new. I I, I really like the relevancy and being able as especially for the podcast now, right? Like I want to be able to talk about stuff. So if there's yeah. something I, I really want, I'm going to grab it so I can talk about it and then potentially do a video on it. Um, but that's kind of like where I'm at. Like, honestly, that's to be able to cover stuff. And if it's something I like uh, and really want to get, then, you know, I'll, I'll grab it. But uh, yeah, yeah. as far as that goes, um, speaking of which, uh, it looks like somebody's asking about it. And I was actually going to bring it up. Um, the new Yakuza. Can you talk about it? So this game is doing is the one that just came out, just came out like two or just came out recently. Um, I have to type in. I forget the, the full title of it. it's Yakuza. Um, I am sorry. Audio listeners. Wait, I am current. Infinite, uh, infinite wealth. Yeah. Yeah. It says sets uh, infinite wealth sets a Yakuza game in America. Which is really interesting to me that they're bringing this franchise. If it, like, if it was like more like a tr- like a Hawaii type thing or like a coastal like California Florida type thing, that's the that's the feel I got with some of the some of the some of the screenshots that I saw or some of the videos. But I mean, it's uh, at almost three thousand views on Steam. It's got a very yeah Hawaii. Rating, so Hawaii, yeah. No, I've heard I've heard nothing negative. Uh, looking at it, is there anything negative that you? See? I don't know how Steam reviews work, so. The only thing that I saw negative that people didn't like was apparently New Game Plus is locked behind a paywall for that game. Oh, that's not the only again. thing I've, I've heard from it. Dang, that oh, that's a bummer. I'm change on that, but uh, that's the only negative thing I've heard about it. As far as the game itself, I've heard nothing but but positive things about it. Yeah, it I'm makes me see. really want to play it, but there's also like some other stuff coming up that I want to play that I know I'm grabbing for sure. Um, and as far as me, like. I always go to Steam reviews because they're it's a really good gauge on what the actual sure. what the critic is. Their opinion means absolutely nothing to me, but what the actual general audience thinks, it's a, a very good good gauge of whether a game is good or not. Well, that's why I like Metacritic because it pulls in Steam reviews too, and then you get in a, straight to the source. Well, I mean that pulls in. Because then I can actually read what people are writing about the game. But as you, well, you so. can on Metacritic as well. And I mean, yeah. it pulls in all of those. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, whatever. Like, you can look up whatever. But, I mean, it does pull in Steam reviews for games that are on Steam. And uh, it, it gauges, you know, for user reviews, you can get both. But it gives you uh, an even better gauge, I feel like. Because here's the reason why um, I would rather check there. Because you're missing all the actual, like, this adds in like the actual um, video game news sites. So like go Nintendo that, you know, I work with like the, the small guys, like it brings in everybody. This might seem negative or cynical. I don't like, I don't trust any kind of uh, news review site. That's like does reviews as far as the, the whole game journalist sphere, just because, you know, I've been burned a few times. There's been a lot of drama within that community, but I just want to hear from the community itself. That's what I, I trust that more. Well, go Nintendo is not games. like that it is as independent as it gets. Yeah. Um, I mean, but you know, I'll, I'll say this. Like, I don't know if Metacritic does it as well, but as far as on top of what I can see, what people wrote as far as Steam reviews, I can see how much time they've actually spent on the game. 
Like this one dude wrote a review, but he's got 77 hours in the game. So like, oh yeah, you've invested a you know good portion of yeah. this game. Like I can trust that. Or if it's like somebody puts a negative review on that, but they played 0.2 hours, or your opinion means very little or to nothing because you may have played the game, but you didn't actually really play it. Yeah, I, I was actually looking here too myself. I I mean that that that's true. I, I get or it. Like it's a uh, this on some of them it'll say like one review it's got 77.5 hours on record but 14 hours on time of when they actually wrote the review like it gives me detailed information do people find it funny how many people found this review helpful and stuff like that it just gives me you know a review plus it's, it's that's fair I was it's going to... a really honest truthful way of really gauging what people actually think about the game because sometimes yeah. i guess the other criticism with game journalists is Oh, I have a week or two to binge the crap out of this yeah. game and write a review. They don't always necessarily really play the game, have time to really, you know, go in depth as far as I agree. mechanics and stuff like that. That's where you get some I of agree. the crap where it's like cuphead too hard. Like that's not a that's not a review. That's just that's just because one I know off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, like I, I feel a little bit differently about a lot of the independent guys that I know per- personally, but I, I get what you're saying. I get it. Like if you're talking like an IGN or GameSpot or stuff like that, like that's that's what that's, most people consider as a whole. Yeah. See, I'm thinking very, I'm not thinking those guys. City. I, I plus you they're almost mainstream news. They don't they don't just cover video games anymore. Yeah, so like, that's the bigger issue with those because sometimes it's like, well, are you going to be I've seen I've read reviews from like IGN or some of the other sites where it's like, oh, you're writing about stuff that's not relevant to the review or you're putting your uh, hyper opinion about something that doesn't necessarily relate to what you're writing about or, you know, they complain about some stupid stuff. Um, yeah, I, I as yeah. well as the time crunch that goes with it. And sometimes it's like, did you even play the game or that you'll see people, you'll see them talk about it, whether it's on a video or on social media, or sometimes it's like, I don't even think this person even really cares about gaming. They just want to get into, you know, the news cycle. And this was just easy. So I'm reading a review about somebody who's not even really passionate about gaming to begin with, which I feel like is a yeah. criticism of that whole industry, which is where either you go to the YouTube reviews from YouTubers that you trust. And actually you can actually watch them play the game or, you know, you've got, you know, the audience reviews from people that, actually you know spent significant amount of time actually playing the game yeah i mean that 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 makes sense and like with some of those review sites obviously they have like that crunch so they they yeah, don't I, spend the time with the game like like you actually yeah. should so you I know what the i mean thing is did, did i is i getting paid to give them a decent review not a terrible review is there is there paid for access is it like we'll let you review this game but if you give a bad review we're going to blacklist you from reviewing games in the future you have to know that happens with some of these within the industry. One hundred percent. Some stuff, unless it's like egregiously bad, and everyone can kind of agree it's a bad game. Uh, it's just like I just there's enough there where I don't really trust your opinion, so I'm not going to go to you for for gaming. Maybe 20 years ago you were trustworthy. Today, uh, not not really. Yeah, I agree with you. I and like IGN is is different than said now. Some of these places not the worst, but. They're not. No, no. Kotaku might be the worst. They are the worst. <laughs> yeah, Kotaku's pretty bad. Um, I was like pulling up Metacritic because I was curious again to, to double check and like, uh, for instance, if you're looking at um video game news sites, you you can look at both user scores and 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 whatnot. But it's funny to me, IGN. Um, they pull in. IGN and IGN Benelux, wherever that one's located, both different scores for the game. So that's kind of cool and interesting that the different divisions and countries that 
IGN IGN's like worldwide now. They're they're like a, a global brand. There's IGN's everywhere. There's an IGN Germany. There's a uh but just here on the front page I'm looking like IGN gave Suicide Squad a 50. The IGN sorry if I butcher it, I don't know. Benelux gave it a 60. Um but yeah, I mean like for sure Game Pro in here, you know, pulling in like the critic reviews too. And, but I like the comparison of the, of the two. And then I like that they pull in from different sources, but I, yeah, like you said, I mean, I, pulling in like IG and stuff like that, I, I can understand checking steam sales. You just like, you can't check it for a Nintendo switch game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so here's a crazy one as far as the suicide squad. Cause overall I think it's got 61. Yeah, 61. Not, not a good review because you got stuff like whatever VGC will give it an 80 and then IGN will give it like a 60. This says, OK, so I'm looking at Metacritic. It's, it's it says all over the place. 21 critic reviews and four user reviews. It only has four user reviews. So that's interesting. Uh, most, yeah, most people go to a good at different platforms. I mean, Metacritic's not bad, but it's just not my preferred segment. It just gives me a, an amalgamation of what the critics think about it. And like, well, I don't really like. Yeah, I mean, it, opinion. it does have Metacritic, you know, critic in the name. So like that, that makes sense. I, I, I get it. Um, yeah. So, so uh, an, another thing we've got, um, this is, you know, depending on if you care, I know I'm excited about it personally. Uh, first of all, the Mario versus Donkey Kong demo, we didn't even know we were getting a demo dropped. So you can play that right now, but that comes out on the 16th. And I think these are really, really fun games and very unique and different. And, um, I, I think it's cool to bring in this cause it was a GBA game. It's a full remake. You look at just the images, like everything's different. Um, so it also on top of, um, being just a remake it also has a, a co-op player mode which is interesting i wonder how that would work um as well as additional content so i mean you're getting you're getting a full package here and if you played it before it's probably been years since you played it and it you know played in a remake form factor on a new platform with additional content and two players pretty cool i think it looks I think it looks neat. Have you uh, looked at it at all? Haven't, to be fair. Okay, okay. Well, the Nemo is out there if you want to. You want to check it out. I was. Uh, I got it downloaded. I plan on checking it out. Um, but I, Donkey Kong. I'm. I'm thinking like the first. Uh, the first thing that came to mind was the was the Mario movie. Funny enough. What? Yeah, they kind of uh, don't. Uh, well, kind of sort of style. Yeah. Uh, it's, no, it's it's completely related. It's just uh, my mind went to where where it shouldn't have gone. All right, like man. a movie that came out like a year ago. Sorry, <laughs> no, you're good, man. Hey, Mario movie is good. I I own it twice. I think uh, it's getting a sequel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's getting a sequel. Uh, well, I think it's good because um, there's more to expand. I, you know, I was shocked at that movie that they dove in the Mario Kart in the very first movie and then dove into on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it. it touched on a lot of the universe so it'd be that's exciting best, to see where they go it's one of the best things in the movie when essentially you first get into the donkey kong country and you're essentially on a, on a go-kart like that's one of my favorite favorite scenes in that movie oh yeah yeah i love it um we got skull and bones dropping fe- february 16th so just around the corner we're about a little over two weeks out on that that has been a long awaited game had a lot of hype let's 
hopefully it doesn't just crash and burn terribly when it launches. Well, it makes me concerned because it's been delayed like three or four times. We've known about Skull and Bones for a very long time. I, I I'm actually might try to look it up while we're talking about it. But uh, what what's your what's your thoughts on it? What are you thinking? Not a whole lot. I just I just want a good game really out of it. I haven't I I don't like to get into the hype of games. I want to wait that way because I don't want to overhype the game and kind of be let down. But the only I'm just concerned because like it's Ubisoft. I'm not the fan of what Ubisoft is kind of said about certain things. So I'm kind of standoffish as with supporting that company as a whole. But yeah, I'm at the point like I'll 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 wait and see what the actual game kind of looks like and then make a decision whether I'm going to actually get it from there. But yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Support, but. The good thing about Ubisoft games is that they always drop in price super quick. Like they are, they're known as the company to have price drops the quickest. Like you can get usually a Ubisoft game drops by 10, 15 bucks within a month. Like literally they, they drop quick. So uh, I this hope it's as fun as uh, Sea of Thieves is. That's so that's, that's like, why I was going to draw the comparison. Yeah. This looks like to, to be a much, much, much more in depth. Um, Sea of Thieves because it, it's uh, it, it's a live service game. So I mean, so is that game. It's an online I, game. I know it is. I know, but th- this seems to be like I don't know what year Sea of Thieves came out, but this was announced E three twenty seventeen. Um, so I honestly I did not know it was a live uh, service game until just now. So now I'm like my bar just lowered on how excited I am for it. See, these came out in 28 in March, 2018. Okay. So this was announced before. Uh, that's interesting. Man, that's interesting. I mean, um, it makes sense why Sea of Thieves is such a good game because it's a uh, uh, it's a rare game. So they they always yeah. deliver. Oh yeah, always deliver. Yeah. I mean, well, that to be fair, that game didn't launch great. Um, it got better over time. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 a it's a decent game now, at least for a all, uh, online multiplayer pirate game. Yeah, it, it it's fun for sure, and it's gotten way better. And they they I keep updating it and keep adding content and. To be fair, I didn't play it until about 20, 2020, 2021. So it, was, it had been out for a few years when I started playing it. Yeah, I, I played it when it first came out. Um, and then I played it with you a little bit, too. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely fun, especially if you're playing with actual friends. Like, you have you know, to. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you got to be playing with people you can actually... It's- talk to it's designed to be fun around with play with friends occasionally run across some some other people on the map it's not super populated it the the whatever yeah. server that it throws you on it, it limits how many people can actually be on there which is but cool it's definitely a game which is you get in you hop on with friends you can have you know as much fun as you can kind of like make make yourselves yeah yeah i mean it's liked about it it makes the discovery of finding other people really fun and then like you know exciting and nervous whether that you know they're gonna attack you or not or um it's like a pve pvp type type game exactly yeah i I enjoy it i I, i'll be honest with you i haven't played it when i played with you may have been the last time i played it to be honest with you it's been played it in over a year it's been a long time i actually just deleted it probably like two months ago because i wasn't playing it it's a big so file size. Other games to play. Yeah, that's that's the problem, man. There's so many. Uh, we've got Slave Zero X coming out on February 21st, which is a direct prequel to the Slave Zero. Probably wasn't on your 2024 bingo card, but here we are. While the original Slave Zero was a 3D game, Slave Zero X is primarily a 2D game with the occasional hall dimension adding in when necessary. So this is a 
Metroidvania game. And if I remember correctly, the Slave Zero game was in line with like Metroid or um, with like Prime. So it was like doing the sort of thing where it's like 2D, if I remember correctly. But anyway, this is a Metroidvania um, sort of style game. So Metroidvanias are very popular. I'm not shocked with that getting a, a prequel on that. Yeah. Um, we've got the the 21st Terminator Dark Fate Def- Defiance. Um, looks kind of nifty. I like Terminator. Might might check it out. I don't I don't know too much Dark on Fate it. It was such a terrible movie. <laughs> Isn't it wild that we're getting a game a direct game to that? I don't think it's going to do well, but that's just because of the the Terminator property has kind of been a ever since the second movie it's been drop off but yeah but i will tell you the um well what 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 game came out oh robocop that game did really well and that's a franchise that is from the same era and has had nothing for it since that yeah, remake in like 2014 it. which was terrible it wasn't yeah it was horrible i mean i guess there's a chance it, it could actually be a good game but yeah there's i mean yeah i hope it is because the robocop game i want to check out looks cool still as a whole the 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 movie games don't have the best uh reputation they they've they been don't. getting better but yeah they, they've been getting better but yeah for sure they they don't have a a good reputation um we talked about Pacific Drive. That drops on the 22nd, which obviously looks really, really cool. Um, are you planning on checking that one out? Uh, I mean, I might. We'll just see what happens. It looks like a cool it looks like it'd be a terrible, you know, game to, to play. So I might get it. Now. Who knows? Ooh, here's one I didn't know about. Star Wars Dark Forces Remaster. That's cool. Coming out on the 28th on on every platform. PC, PS5, PS4. Series X, Xbox One, and Switch. That's cool. I I really like Dark Forces. Did you ever get to play that on PC? I was thinking about it, but once I realized like it wasn't PC. I played different. I, I think it was on PS One too. I'm pretty sure it was on PS One too. I only ever played console games growing up. So if it wasn't on like the 64 SNES or the GameCube, I wouldn't have played it. What, yeah, there was, what, there was another game that came out on the 64 that wasn't. Uh, yeah. I feel like a game that I played, but I can't remember what it's called. I feel like um, I'm trying to remember which Star Wars besides like the racing game. Uh, Star Wars Forces is $97.18 on Amazon. How much? $97.18. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. So PC and, and I was right. It came out on PS1 as well. Um, yeah, I played it on PC, surprisingly. Hey, we played some. Uh, we played some PC games at your house from time to time. Yeah, it was like a roller coaster type civilization and and yeah. and cartoon orbit. Age of Empires and yeah, some of the other cartoon games. Yeah. I mean, I miss like cartoon orbit. Lot, didn't really grow up with a whole lot of, a lot of console games or yeah. not but PC games. Yeah. A different era though. I, I did, but didn't um it was a lot of it was a lot of those type of games but there was i mean there was other stuff like i played mist i played um first time i played doom was on pc first time i played a uh, duke nukem 3d was on pc um there were there was some stuff but not again not a ton i was always console or handheld um most mostly handheld to be honest with you back then yeah uh, but console as well pretty sure my mouse uh batteries just died so trying to move through. yeah they're like dying um i don't know what you were reading but i know i think it's march 21st that horizon forbidden west comes to pc yeah was, yeah i did play it on on con uh, on on console but i also played the original game on i bought it i bought it and played it again on pc and 
Well, it was there was an adjustment because you can definitely tell you bought it. You bought it on PC as well. The first one, the first one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was kind of weird because it's obviously was developed for a controller. It was playable and it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I'll probably I might eventually if it if it is a good port, I might eventually replay it again on PC. Right on. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I think it's cool that they're, you know, releasing the the games a year after. Like, of course, they want to to sell it on their platform, but at least they are bringing them to PC because being the PlayStation, they, you know, certainly don't have to. The problem is when they first brought Horizon over, it was a terrible port and it played crap when they first ported it. So hopefully they, you know, fix their issues when they, they port their next game. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so, too. Uh, Cyber Larry said, hopefully the... Dark Forces remaster does well, so it so its sequels get the same treatment. I was actually going to mention Dark Forces Two is amazing game. It's it's way better than the first one. The first one's good, but Dark Forces Two is like really good, like a top tier a Star Wars game that gets overlooked all the time and just like not enough people have played. Um, it's one worth checking out for sure. So if this does well, then we we might just get that, and that's uh. Yeah, I'll check it out. That that's one I I, I want to check out. It might be a um wait for a, a price drop, but the fact that it's coming on like Switch, like that that's that's cool. So I'm excited yeah, about that. I'm excited. And then of course we got Final Fantasy VII Rebirth on the 29th. Everybody's super hyped about that one. Um, it's it it's interesting the way that they've you know done the uh the seven remake and that it's a two part technically technically three part game um if if you count the uh the other game that that came out last which was a PSP remake and it was i think a prequel to the story if i if i remember correctly i have it and it's still sealed and i haven't even got to play it yet so um but yeah yeah part of the remake trilogy uh is teasing an even bigger deviation from the established canon of the series uh, the arrival of fan favorite characters and a potentially devastating climax. So I like personally, um, I'm sure some people don't like, but I like that they're giving it a new story because I can go back and play the original story anytime I want to, but I yeah. can't play a new story. So I, I like that they're doing that. Um, I think that's cool stuff to me. What, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to make a remake, at least change a little bit. I don't want to just replay the, the whole game. Like, I don't want the story to be wholesale different but it, you know make make some changes make the new game worth replaying that way you're not just i already know what's going to happen i'm just playing the same game but with you know better graphics hey, what's going on? yeah yep i agree with you um so uh, this just dropped two hours ago um we got uh sonic the hedgehog 3 movie cast surprising marvel surprising marvel star so looks like somebody from Jessica Jones. Oh, uh, the the girl that played Jessica Jones, Christine Ritter, is uh, going to be in Sonic Three. And I can't see who she's playing because it just clicked off the tab. But uh, <laughs> it looks like Christine Ritter is is playing somebody in Sonic Three, and that was that news just dropped two hours ago. So. You heard it here first on that one. Um, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Right? I don't Pretty know good. who she is. You, you, you've never watched Jessica Jones? I haven't. No, oh, it's actually really good. It's actually worth worth the time. Um, yeah, that's it's it's an interesting one. Uh, I I am curious here. Um, I was going to bring up. Uh, are you are you a fan at all of Persona? Uh, I played the fourth game. That's really about it. I I never beat it. 
I have Persona Five on the Vita. Uh, yeah, for four, yeah. But I've I I got five on uh on the PS Five, and I think I played it once. But I after like the introductory section, I, I just I never picked it back up. But they're not they're not terrible games. No, they're good. Are you are you interested in the the uh, the three remake reload? Probably not. But if it gets reviewed decently, I might eventually put on my back burner but i mean my, my list of games to play is already so long if it gets put on there it'll just be it's a it's on an ever-growing list of uh of games i need to play as i replay this the games i have before like 20 times yeah i no, i get it um I, i'm the same way um and i did want to bring up one more thing um that was pretty big that i saw actually today um so we got we got more power world news and it's kind of crazy so, um, first of all, this article goes over Pokemon Scarlet and Violet versus Power World sales compared. So, this is super interesting. Um, it says Power World's rapid rise in popularity has made it a serious competitor to an established game like Pokemon. Despite the controversy surrounding its similarities to Pokemon, Power World's sales numbers back up its status to a true competitor. So um, it looks like how well, this is crazy. Absolutely insane numbers for an indie game. Um, it sold 19 million units now in just a few weeks. So that's the updated number from the 7 million we that's talked crazy. about last week. <laughs> 7 million to 19 million is a massive jump. Um, it's had a lot of... Uh, uh, between the news talking about it, people saying, "Hey, this is a really good game." It's, it's had a lot of, lot of, a lot of what's it, a uh, mouth of word or something like that. Word of mouth. I may have butchered the, <laughs> yeah, like, I the actual saying. Yeah. Um. No. No. Seriously, because um. I, again, I haven't played it since I recorded the footage, unfortunately, but it had me thinking about it, wanting to play it, which is the first game in a little while that has done that. Um, so I, I plan on playing it some more. I want to dive into it a little bit. Again, the crafting survival thing is not my style of game, but adding that that Pokemon element in the way that they do makes it a little interesting. So I, I like the way game. they do it. Yeah, it's very unique. And I think I think that everybody should try it out, whether you're a Pokemon fan, whatever, Fortnite fan or Minecraft, whatever you want to compare it to. Um, I mean, it's a, it's this weird mix mash of a bunch of style of games. Uh, but anyway, the uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet only sold 23.23 million units over the course of a year. So we are nearing games. It's a bad game. I'm sorry. They're you made a terrible, broken game. They're the first Pokemon games to not continually sell more games each generation. Like every generation, Pokemon has sold more and more and more and more. This is the first one yeah. to not, which I don't like because I'm a fan. I'm not happy Actually, that that they're, they're I, to a degree. I am because I think it. They need a wake up call to stop making bland games, which I think they have been for a while. They. Let's put on autopilot. Arceus was a fun game, though. Arceus was really good. Yeah, but but it's not mainline. Sword Shield, Scarlet and Silver are very bland. Scarlet and Silver. Technically unimpressive games where they ha- they still have, you know, issues where yeah. at times will tank. Yeah, they do. They do. I mean, I feel like um I feel like outside of Arceus, there there hasn't been a game that has shaken up the Pokemon formula in a long time. I feel like the last one white. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Black, black, black's been forever. Black, black, black two and white two specifically. 
I feel like because they that they were significant enough upgrades and the first time that we ever had a direct sequel to a game. Uh, we've never had it since and it worked and the the sales numbers and the, the the price and value of the game now reflect that too. black two and white two are like $150 games. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just crazy. Um, it says power has become a breakout hit among players quickly surpassing titles like counter strike Two, cyberpunk 2077 and Elden ring be- to become the game with the second highest concurrent player count in steam history. Holy crap. Crazy. That is insane. That's shocking to hear over Cyberpunk because when uh, we when we got the change, just uh, whatever it's called, Cyberpunk uh, Phantom Liberty, uh, that brought back a whole whole new fan base, and it was it was popping. It's a, it's a good DLC. I've I finally got played through it and beat it. And I I enjoyed the story they told. Yeah, that's interesting, man. Um, it says despite the controversy surrounding the similarities between the Pals of Power World and the creatures of the Pokemon series. The title continues to increase in sale while still in early access. However, the similarities between Power and Pokemon don't end with their gameplay and creature design as comparing the game sales to those of Scarlet and Violet reveals an interesting trend. And I'm trying to get to the rest. My dang mouse battery is uh, running out of juice there, but we've got... Say, like, outside of that, I don't think there really is a comparison. <laughs> well, it says much of the discussion surrounding it is not about the game sales or player counter, but about how power walks the line between drawing inspiration from Pokemon and straight up plagiarizing the franchise. The Pokemon company recently issued a statement, which we know about saying that they have not granted permission to use Pokemon assets in the game and are investigating the copyright infringement. Um, my, my here's here's a good discussion this is a really good discussion what what would happen if the pokemon company did move forward with something with power world since it's still an early access and not a full-fledged game and i don't know enough about how japanese law works because that's going to be in-house in japan and i have no idea Ultimately, I think it would it'll it would never go to court. They they're gonna sell out of court for X amount of money. And if anything, it's like it eh, will change a few things, but it depends on whether they've not that they just made that statement and it, it hasn't already been going on behind the scenes and whether or not there's actually anything they could actually do if there is enough of a difference to be like, uh yeah, you get away with it. <laughs> so I feel like if it was an American company or at least it was in house in America with with the Tendo and Power World, while a gray area, they probably have a lot lot a very good way. Uh, I, I'm saying that wrong. Probably would be able to get away with it. Yeah. I see. I was trying to look up something. Um, well, one other interesting thing is that uh, Power World sold exactly half of the copies of Scarlet and Violet in the first three days. That that's that's even that even that's a crazy number. Like exactly half. Exactly half. But there's too many. Nintendo and Pokemon fanboys that'll never accept the criticism that Scarlet and Violet were just bad games, like both creatively and technically bad games. And I'm, I will never change my opinion on that. And I say it out of because I want those games to be good. You need to criticize the bad um, to hopefully and hopefully this inspires them to you know, as a potential, you know, challenger potentially. So, you know, make make sure the next game is is good. Yeah. But as far as the legal side goes, I'm sure there's there's grounds to look into it. But I just don't know enough about Japanese copyright laws to say 
one way or the other how I really feel about it. That's Ultimately, that's what I was trying to look up. I yeah. How world has to make a change. They'll make a change. They'll pay. They have enough. They should have enough money to. Here's X amount of money. We'll make these changes now. Kind of go away. That's probably what's going to happen. And they're not going to care because regardless, they made far more money than they ever expected to. Yeah, uh, but they they that's, certainly that's did see. It, it is. It, it really is. I mean, uh, Christopher says, hi, Game Junction. GameCube coming to Switch Online. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Um, actually, Mark, what would you like to see if, if they launch with that? What would you like to see launch with GameCube Online for the, the Switch? I, I, I wonder what should launch with it. Both. I mean, like, let me just say this. I think it's exciting. I, I bought all the controllers for the other like Switch Online stuff because I think it's yeah. really cool. They're re, reissuing these controllers. Uh, a GameCube one, dude, I would go crazy over that. That's That would be insane. Um, I think that's just nuts. Like, I would have never imagined Nintendo reissuing their, their controllers for systems ever. So GameCube yeah. is... I, I did not think they were going to go to GameCube. So what what would you think would launch with it or what would you want to launch with it? It, needs, it should. It needs, I'd say Mario Kart and uh, Super Smash Bros., like two of like your top games on that console. Why would you not launch it? Yeah. Um, see, I was going to say super Mario sunshine, but that's on the collection already. But that does, You can't buy that anymore. So that was that's, a limited time thing, which is true. So I would say that would probably be one. And then I was going to say Metroid prime, but we've got the remaster. They just remastered it. So, so it still be on there. I was looking at a list. I was like, eh, maybe Paper, Paper Mario. So a good choice. I, yeah, I, I actually don't think they would do Smash Brothers. Um, I just so it's I, gonna compete with they already. Have. Yeah, it's such a it's an old and iconic game. I feel like it should personally. I mean, Melee is amazing. Like. I love Melee, so I would I would love to see that. I would love to play that it's again. A competitive community, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's it's still played competitively. So I, was, I was looking through a list. I mean, obviously, some of these games can't be on there. Like Resident Evil is not. What about going to be there? What about Animal Crossing? I mean, I feel it, maybe not at launch, but it it should be on there. It's a popular game. Yeah, unless they're afraid it's going to compete with their current Animal Crossing, but the game's been out for. for yeah, at this point, like, what sales are they competing uh, with? Oh, uh, Wind Waker. Why not release Wind Waker? We you haven't yeah to get any more since they released it for the Wii U, and that's a dead console. And well, the unfortunate part is that they really should have ported that in Twilight Princess over because those HG remakes. First of all, they make massive improvements, especially to Wind Waker with the sailing. Yeah. They they like triple time it so you don't have to sail for in 45 yeah. minutes. That's the question. If they <laughs> we'll say it's like here you play the GameCube version but it's also the the HD remake version of it. So you get the better version of it. You're just going to play it like you would on the original GameCube essentially. Yeah, I mean, I that's that's it's fair, already, yeah. The work's already been done. And I assume you can play the the HD remake with a GameCube controller unless I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I actually don't know if those controllers work outside of Switch Online. I, that hard. I mean, it was developed. It's just a better looking game, really. That's all it is. They didn't change the core gameplay. I wouldn't assume. I, I, I haven't played. Well, the sailing, the sailing is a big day. <laughs> Have you played the original? I never played it at all. Okay. The sailing is a massive, massive yeah. deal because you, you literally can spend. 45 minutes sailing to your ne- next test. Like I'm not, I'm not exaggerating address, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I would, 
I think what else? I mean, I think Animal Crossing is a pretty good one uh, because of the popularity of that now. But did because uh, I saw Pikmin two on your did both Pikmin one and two come out on? Yeah, they yeah they did. Unless they're planning to re-release those, but games. they already are. Pikmin one and two, I have it. Yeah, <laughs> Pikmin one and two remastered. I was, I was going down a risk like the best rated games. So I was just trying to. It's like what do we not have from? Games. What do we not have from GameCube? So yeah. I mean, how about some Bomberman Jetters? <laughs> That's not I happening. Guess, I, that's never good. It's it's you're dealing with, with well companies. Sega Genesis is on Switch Online with with a controller, so I I don't know. Eh, maybe one of their Fire Emblem games. Yeah, that would be yeah. That would actually be good to I launch with. The one that I'm seeing is Path of Radiance. They came out in 05. That makes I, that makes sense. I never played the game, so I I've got no idea. Well, it's like a three hundred dollar game, so that that would be great for people to able to play oh, you know what and i know it's not gonna happen but uh, uh lost kingdoms oh god two. yes one and two please i love those games that would be awesome but who, who made those games i don't um it was the people that did um dark souls yeah dark souls yeah yeah because you it has that, that that atmosphere it's a, it's yep. a unique type of car as a it has an atmosphere obviously not the gameplay the but track oh dude these games are so good oh my gosh it's not I, gonna happen, but I was like, I because well, I, I mean, games on GameCube I grew up playing. There's been there's been some that like people thought wouldn't launch on there. I'm trying to think of which ones. There's been some. There's been some ones that uh, people have not thought about. So I I wouldn't be surprised. They they're bringing weird. Like they're bringing. I like this because people don't have access to them. But they brought like Famicom games over translated that like people have never been able to play. And and yeah. Super Famicom games, same thing. Um, which I like. Like, hey, give people access to a translated game that we've never got to play before. Um, I would like. Hmm. Here's a game. Another game I didn't realize was on on GameCube. Uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Absolutely. That's how I played it. That's the first time I played it, and it is a phenomenal game. Two is on there as well. Two is on there as well. Yeah, played both. Of, played both of them with my dad. Surprisingly, yeah. And unfortunately, I never played one. Uh, maybe we can actually get a, an, an F. Since we can't get a new F Zero game, maybe F Zero GX. Maybe that. I mean, we got ninety nine, which seems to be pretty successful. There, they just new F Zero game that ever came out. Ninety nine. Yeah. Well, no. Oh, GX. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless the GBA one came out after, I can't remember if it, I feel like GX is the last one. I think GX is the last I'm, one. I'm going to, I'm going to Google it. Yeah. Cause that GBA game's really, really good too. Um, I just need to know, uh, people yeah, overlook that one all the time. It's, it's, the promise is F099 in 2023, but that's not an actual. <laughs> well, technically uh, it's canon. F zero climax was the last one in no four. So that was GBA then GBA. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it was GP legend, GP legend, AX and GX all came out in no three. Yeah. But that's yeah. Not that many games. It's like what? One, two, three. I think it was like six games. Seven, eight, nine, ten. There's oh, there's if you count 99. Oh, okay. I didn't even know there was that many. I played both of the ones on the GBA. What is? Yeah. I played both the ones on GBA and I, I loved them. I think they were great. And nobody talks about the one is that GP. I think it's GP Legends is actually based on the the F Zero anime. <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah, it's crazy. I didn't realize 
two of these games, both Grand Prix and Grand Prix 2, were both uh, BS games. What is it? Uh, uh, Grand Prix and Grand Prix 2 were both BS games. They're arcade games. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, same thing with Mario Kart. There's Mario Kart uh, DX and... So you, I don't know if G- I really even want to... Want to Mario Kart this. GP... Mario Kart GP2 and Mario Kart D, uh, GP DX. There's three of so them. There's only, so from what this is telling me, there's only six mainline F-Zero games. There's a bunch of... Half of these are, are technically spinoff games from what this is looking like. Both the Grand Prix uh, X expansion kit AX and 99 are saying they're spinoff games from what this is saying. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I didn't... No, I mean, it's it's Wikipedia, so... you. Take take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, I I thought that there was six or seven. So that, I mean that lines up with mainline games. I I knew about the arcade games, but I forgot about them. Um, which I mean they are like full fledged their own games. So like, but obviously oh, I oh that F Zero expansion kit. I don't know if it, it actually came out. It was supposed to be with the sixty four DD. Yeah. That. Yep. Yep. And you can you can play it on the EverDrive. I've got it on mine. It's pretty rad. Oh AX. Is another arcade game. Hmm, interesting. AX. It came out the same year as GX for the GameCube in 03 and the GP Legends did. I so it must it must be use the same sort of structure so or something. Yeah. So there's like there's like six mainline games. Everything else is like a arcade or some weird expansion that kind of failed on a failed expansion. Jeez, that's crazy. Very interesting. Hmm. Oh, we spent way longer on S than I thought we would. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, hey, look, it'd be cool to have uh, GX come to GameCube because oh, well, no, we already got Luigi's Luigi's Mansion. Is the original playable already? I mean, we've had other games. Wait, the original Luigi's Mansion? Um, we've got well, I mean, there's the remake on 3DS of Luigi's Mansion. There's a remake on 3DS. Um, we're getting the remake of two on Switch this year. So it would make sense to bring one over. But like, because we did get a remake last generation, I don't know. I mean, oh, you know what? And I, kind of, I just was going through the list. Mario Strikers. The original. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, we got a newer one. That's not nearly as good. Yeah, it's yeah. Th- that GameCube game is just way better. And that game, you know, that Mario Strikers launched with like no like no content, Nothing. man. It was like Very dead. Close. Yeah. It was like dead in the water. And and I, nobody talks about it now either, which is unfortunate because uh-huh. it's like it's like that's that was kind of a big deal. We hadn't gotten one in a while. It yeah. sucks. Oh, you got Kirby Air Riders came out in 03. Ooh, yeah, that can be a good one. That's like a fun. That's a fun racing. racing. Yeah, it's a fun racing game. It's unique, too. That could be cool. Um, I mean, like, realistically, they would probably drop, what, three? Start with three or five, right? Like, I can't believe I didn't think about... Sorry, keep saying what you're saying. Oh. No, I was just saying they would realistically probably drop with three or five, right? Like, one or the other. I feel like they would drop with three GameCube games. Yeah. Because I feel like they dropped with three sixty-four games. If I three or five, I can't remember. But I, I'm I'm finding some core games. I'm like, I don't know why I didn't think about this. Obviously, probably not going to get it. But the uh, Budokai games would be nice. Not going to get those. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, and we're getting Tenkaichi Four this year as well, so that would be kind of cool. But it was. Uh, I liked Star Fox Adventures, and then I did Pokemon too. Coliseum games. Yep. Yep. And and GX. 
uh, yeah. Coliseum and, and uh, Gale of Darkness. Yeah, there was another one. Pokemon Box, Gale of Darkness, and uh, yeah. Coliseum. This doesn't give me everything, but I think I, I guess maybe we get Four Swords Adventures. That'd be nice. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's a Four good houses. one. That's a good one. That's like uh, pretty overlooked, and and I I'm get like, that people haven't really played. Like that's yeah, a lot you of know, decent games. Games I games I did forgot about. Dude, the GameCube is just so good. It's it's a to me it, it had a small library. It had a small library, but a good but library. Good. It did not have nearly as much filler as a lot of like the PS2, which has the biggest library still to date. Um, had <laughs> it was obviously like at least fifty percent filler, if not more. So I would say, yeah, GameCube had a small library, but it had it had really good games and and just. Just a lot to offer, uh, personally. Yeah, and a game on here that I saw that is probably not going to be on there that I never played, but was the uh, Time Splitters games. Mm, that'd be good. Yeah, I've got um, two for the Xbox, I think. Oh, my God. The original uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Oh, I oh dude. That yeah, that would be. <laughs> Obviously, that wasn't a GameCube exclusive, but didn't we just get an announcement for a new Beyond Good and Evil recently? We um, have had. There's been one in the works for years. <laughs> <laughs> it's not been recent like uh, you might be able to look it up but as far as i'm aware there's it's been the work works for a while the second game came out on uh, ps4 and xbox one ah uh, okay i didn't even know that <laughs> I, I was like i remember hearing something about a new one but i never I, jeez I oh wow we might have to check that out that might make for a maybe, maybe it, it just didn't perform that well who knows yeah, I'm, I wonder how that was rated. I haven't heard um, anything about that. That's interesting. Going through lists, I'm like, oh my god, there's a bunch of old games that I completely forgot about. So nostalgia, man. I'm telling you, there, there's a lot. There's a lot to offer. So, like, I think that's a big deal. Like, that would be for one. I think that would make a lot of people um, subscribe to the expansion pass. A lot of people would would be super stoked on uh, GameCube, and if they if they legitimately do offer. The GameCube controller, that will be, you know how the 64 controller, right? It doesn't stay in stock. Like every time it goes in stock, it sells out. The GameCube controller is going to be even even worse. Um, Yeah, it's going to be worse than the 64 controller. People are going to be clamoring for that. Get that way. Better like pre-order it or something. Dude, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, uh, um, oh, people love the GameCube controller, man. It's, it's, uh, it's a good controller. I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, I, I guess that AMD Ryzen Seven, that uh, that eight thousand G GP or CPUs. Or, uh, AMD released the Ryzen Seven for AM4 motherboard users looking to get an affordable upgrade. I guess that's already out. By the way, I didn't know that. Um, so that I mean, technically all CPUs have some form of integrated graphics, but it's usually good enough for basic computer operations. You're not going to be able to play a game on them. Hmm, I didn't know that. Interesting. Okay. Well, there's not. The problem is with these newer uh, uh, CPUs is because they they're they're they tend to get really hot, so you need to make sure you're like cooling them right because they can do so much more. But that's like the only counter is uh, making sure you don't let your CPU like overheat. Do you uh you have yours like water cooled or just just fans? No, I I went back to fan cooled. I used to have it, but as it stands right now, unless you're like overclocking or you're trying for that top tier performance, air cooled is recaught back up to where water cooled was for your average PC gaming. So do it's, you, it's it's really do they make knock Noctua fans for PC too? Because I have one at Noctua. I, Cause I have one for my game. I 
I have a modded GameCube and got a Noctua fan in it. So uh, it's it's just a better fan because the GameCube could uh, the GameCube could overheat, especially when you um you have a modded GameCube. Yeah, it looks it looks like they they do air cooled fans. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I want to kind of looks similar because my my fan cooler is a it's a be quiet uh, CPU where it's a. It's got a really big heat sink and it's got two fans on it. Yeah. Yeah. This, this but one's, uh, you can't even hear it. It's a real, it's like a good fan, but you can't, you can't hear it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I did want to mention because this one is one that popped up about six hours ago. Uh, Naughty Dog teases exciting update for The Last of Us 3. Um, The Last of Us creator Neil Druckmann shares new details on his progress in creating a worthy story for The Last of Us 3. Um, It may feature new characters and a potential time jump, but specific details about the story have not yet been confirmed. Neil Druckmann struggled to come up with the concept for the third game but now has an idea that he believes is a worthy follow-up. While not explicitly confirming The Last of Us Part 3, Druckmann hinted that there may be one more chapter to this story. Uh, the Last Sorry, of Us was coming. Yeah, The Last of Us Part 2's making of documentary Grounded 2 premiered today on February 2nd. So today, if you're listening to audio, it's out now. Um, and revealed some interesting details about a potential follow-up. During the documentary, The Last of Us Part 2's Neil Druckmann shared his progress in developing a story for the series' third entry. Hey, we might have to check that out. Uh, I didn't like the second game story, so I'm super skeptical. I'm not going to like the third game story. Like, well, I, like the direction with- I, I mean, I didn't like the story either, but, but the gameplay... The gameplay was really good. The gameplay is good. The and story sucked. Story there, I thought they just bumbled the bag on this on how they. Yeah. The story. I didn't like it. Yeah. Well, I mean that one that would give more reason to check out this uh, making of documentary. Apparently, it came out today. So if you guys are interested, my opinion on anything, but that's just me. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Like, uh, I wouldn't mind listening to it in the car. You know, I'm at work or something. So uh, that that is out today. Yeah. Um, and so he's got apparently a, an idea for a worthy follow up. See, I don't know that it was apparent that we were getting another game. Now, Factions obviously was supposed to happen for or, or was it Factions is the multiplayer, right? That got canceled. Am I right? So, yeah. So I knew it about that. Close. But yeah, I don't know. And then um, looks like interesting. Um. Star Wars Outlaws is targeting a spring release date. So, have you seen about that game? By the way, I don't think so. Yeah, it looks like a it looks like an interesting game. Here's the problem, though, for you, it's a Ubisoft game. Um, it is it, always online. I I don't know. I'm going to see if I can find out because I bet it is. Um, Star Wars Outlaws reportedly aiming for a spring release date, specifically targeting May, but fans should anticipate possible delays given Ubisoft's history. The game will feature the three three types of environments, cities, large open world areas, and space, allowing for diverse activities and quests. Speculation suggests that cities will serve as hubs, open areas as quest areas, and space as a place for unique combat, exploration, experience, but more uh, details yet to be revealed. So yeah, they 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 announced this during, I want to say a state of play last year or an Xbox uh, one of them. It's 
I think it's got potential. I mean, it, I'm glad EA doesn't no longer has the monopoly on it because EA did nothing and made poor decisions with it. But yeah, I agree. I, guess, I agree. It'll probably be a game. It's like I'll let it review and kind of kind of make a decision from there. <laughs> if it's a Ubisoft game, uh, nine times out of ten, I'm waiting until it drops in price and grabbing it at the the fifteen yeah. twenty bucks for me. I mean, like the only Ubisoft game in recent time is that Prince of Persia game that I've wanted to grab but i i made the decision to uh i mean hold off and and grab it when it drops down it's already lowering in price but it's uh it, hold off and, and oh, it's uh it when it, yeah so if it if it comes to to steam i'll i'll just wait till steam sale and probably buy it then if it gets decent reviews uh wait prince of persia or no the outlaws oh yeah yeah i i i'm interested in it but it is ubisoft <laughs> So it looks like that is what we got on news. Um, we did have two viewer questions, I believe. Let me pull those up again. I did not add to notes. And we got... Oh, I'm going to hit the comments real quick. Uh, give us a new Jack, you cowards. Um, um, we're still getting great Ratchet and Clank games, but Jack has been dead since Daxter on PSP. That is true. Um, that is true. And the, the last Ratchet and Clank was a phenomenal game amazing um he said man i'm excited for star wars eclipse more than outlaws and eclipse and the upcoming uh ackle to a show on disney plus i don't know do you know how to pronounce that uh on disney plus or acclity I, I think it's a star wars thing i thought it was like acolyte acolyte i, I don't I just my glasses are over here guys because the reflection i thought you were terrible at english so. no no it's, you know, I'm pretty sure it's, it's acolyte. Okay. Acolyte. All right. So yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with, with outlaws. Um, that star Wars eclipse, uh, does seem pretty cool. So might be worth checking out star Wars is a burn me out though. I, I'll tell you, I'm on, I've been on star Wars burnout mode since, uh, the start of the trilogy. I was, I, I just, I, I thought, I think this, to me, Disney's just ran Star Wars into the ground. They, they have property. They've done nothing good with it. It's, They've accidentally done something good here or there, but as a whole, I hate. I've hated what Disney's done to Star Wars. So That's much so opinion. that I don't even like to wear my Star Wars shirts sometimes because <laughs> I'm like, I am. On, I just like this franchise. What it represents now is not like rep, what it represented as I grew up. But it's like, I probably because Acolytes, the show on Disney Plus. If I do end up watching it, it's not going to be on Disney Plus. That's as far as I'll say about that. But more than likely, I'm not going to. I don't pay for Disney Plus, and I don't plan on getting it. That's how I feel about Disney as a whole. But I have it because it comes with my Amazon. Um, my whole deal with Amazon I just comes with comes with it. When so I was paying for Hulu TV during the football season, I technically had access to it. I never activated it. And um, maybe it's Hulu. I get it with maybe it's Hulu, or not Amazon. Because I never use Netflix and Hulu. Like I've just, I just straight canceled them because I, I never use the services. So it's just a money that's just being pumped down the drain. The only streaming service I'll still pay for at this point is is Amazon. That's because I pay for Amazon Prime not for the streaming service, but for I actually shop on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I, I've got to a point. It's like I rather either I'm gonna buy it physical or I'm gonna hit the high seas at this point. Like I, I'm with you, man. I get Hollywood it. I'm made crap the last decade. That's why I prefer watching, you know, you know, foreign foreign shows, foreign films. They're just better. That's fair. More That's creative. fair. That's fair. I I agree. I mean, the best movie of 2023 to me by a landslide was was Godzilla minus one. 
dude, so, so good. A good, so uh, good. In my, if you, I think the minus color is the better version to watch it in. If you, uh, if they release it on uh, on Blu-ray, watch the minus color version because I think it's just. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that. I, I saw it in the theater. Um, well, the, the minus color was in theater for like a week, week and a half. It just left yesterday, so. Oh, did it really? Hopefully, they release it. That's the. Is there any? like legitimate differences other i mean like is there anything it's just black and white well, I, yeah so that's the only difference that's the only difference okay it, there's no color but it, it, with the time period like the when I, when I first watched black and white the first thing i thought of like this reminds me of the original gods dude yeah or i i love and i love that movie if you watch reviews, some people say, I mean it's good either way but a lot of people said if you're really into it the black and white really has a nostalgia really adds to that i don't want to say horror feel because i don't really get that horror feel but it just adds to that well for then it was yeah and also i i will recommend because i could talk godzilla all day um if you if you like the original godzilla watch gojira as it's a much better film and version of it versus ours who had the tv announcer talking throughout the entire movie He's not, he's not there and you get more uh, Godzilla action. Like there, there, there was a bunch of deleted scenes that they removed from the version that we got. And like Gojira, just look up Gojira. It's, it's so much better. Um, you don't even get that much Godzilla minus one, but when he's there, he definitely makes a memorable impact. You, you, yeah. How long has it been since you got a Godzilla movie where you're like, Oh my God, I actually care. There's good written characters. That's like the one thing everyone talks about is like, yeah, it's not just Godzilla. It's the characters are actually well written and you actually care about them. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, Godzilla's in this movie as well. It always used to be. I mean, it used to be the fact that like uh, typically Godzilla wasn't like in the movie for a super long time. Like it wouldn't be unheard of for like, uh, I think Godzilla Mothra that he was in it for like 15 minutes of the movie Godzilla kind of got goofy i don't know if it i don't think i think yeah there, know, there's three really, eras of godzilla in the railway era or something like that sh- i think the show uh shoujo era it's is in and minus minus uh minus zero are this this era that we're in yeah it was the middle one I th- godzilla i think it's a shoujo like, era or something that is a goofy era where he's like jumping up and down and has the has Godzilla uh, Junior or uh, Baby Godzilla is that is the name for for him I think uh, Godzilla yeah, Junior is a separate goofy yeah, yeah I didn't hate it but it kind of it didn't have that that dread Minya Minya is his name that was that was the little Godzilla the the annoying the Mothra the the Godzilla Mechagodzilla the 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 old I love all those for the new universe the legendary stuff yeah I prefer the old Toho stuff I did as cheesy as it can be uh, well I agree because I mean I like practical effects so I I I like the costumes and I I dug all that and I dug you know um just the way those movies are filmed um but I will say I liked uh Skull Island a lot I think out of all even one I think that's the best one that just got just King Kong, like just King. Uh, Yeah. yeah. But those are like, aren't those still legendary technically? The the whole universe. No. Yeah. They're the whole universe. But I'm saying of all those, I feel like that was the best one. Yeah. But I just, I don't like the Hollywood Godzilla as a whole, but you know, like just personal, you don't like like 98 Godzilla. I like the dark gritty Godzilla. The, I I didn't care that much for Shin, but I like the, the tone. I feel the same way to be. 
I didn't I didn't like the transformation of Zen. I didn't like the Godzilla transfer. I thought it was silly, but he's supposed to be the embodiment of nuclear destruction. That's yeah. the Godzilla that I like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't like the the transformation. It's funny because like I'm in a bunch of the the Godzilla groups and stuff and you can actually buy um like legitimate uh, like s it's they're called sh monster arts that releases like these premium godzilla figures for you know like adult yeah. collectors and you can get each stage of shin godzilla's transformation it's like i would never want that like i saw a picture he's supposed to have like eight transformations one looks really human like and i'm like this is weird yeah it, it's it's strange really going with the, with the story i just thought it was kind of weird and i i watched somebody some youtuber made a joke on he's like it's just too many meetings meetings about meetings about godzilla and i was like i yeah i can kind of see that it, it got a yeah like heavy at times yeah i was it was too much for me um <laughs> it's just like the tone that they were kind of going for it's just minus zero did it right uh, uh, Cyber says that you're ignoring him in, in the chat. Um, we've got okay, so we got two viewer, two community questions. <laughs> He's just joking. Are we we um, talking? Yeah, no, that's what we're supposed to do. Um, we got two viewer questions. So we've got first one is what is the last three video games that you played that you thoroughly enjoyed and something that you might go back to? Last three. The last three that we've enjoyed and, and, and could go back to. It's kind of hard because I play Borderlands all the time. I play Bass Effect all the time. Those are like the big ones. But I, I keep going back and playing rather than playing new games. Uh, uh, probably one would be the Metroid Prime series because I don't play those that often. Uh, well, 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 it has to be like the last three that you've enjoyed that oh, you played. So like like recent. Stuff. I mean, Prime isn't. I did remaster. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. That was that was one of mine. So I was trying to think. That's one I could easily go back to. I mean, there's a game I would say I could say, but I'm not going to say. Go for it. Uh, n- uh no, it's okay. I'll I'll explain why I'm not going to say it. Later. Okay. <laughs> All right. Some wifey simulator. <laughs> He's like, ah, kind of. Um, it, it, it tiptoes a, a weird line. I don't want to get. Okay. To. I was trying to think. Uh, I mean, I recently played Skyrim. I go back and play that periodically every like every year or something like that. So you play that um, that new version of it, the Legendary Edition or whatever, where it's got like yeah, all the upgrades. I, I've gotten all of them for free on Steam because I've owned the original version of it. So every time they release it, I just get the new version uh, on Steam for free. So I haven't paid for like any upgrades. It's, I, where, when I play it on. Uh, PlayStation Five. I had. A, I would. Ha- I have to pay for the upgrade, but on yeah, I got them for free. Which don't know why they did it, but I was like, dope. But I can download mods to my heart content, so it's kind of like irrelevant. Gotcha. Yeah, I still haven't played the the newer. I'm not like in a, in a hurry to check it out I or anything. Two, just because it's. I'm trying to find games that I've actually played recently. Would be uh, Age of Empires Two Definitive Edition, uh, and then the the the, the Metro games. There's not a whole lot that I played recently that I replayed recently. You've been playing the Metro games? Uh, I replayed them recently for like the second time. Nice. To try nice. to get the bad ending in all three games for the so that, three time. So you're you're legitimately excited for Metro VR then? If I had VR, I'm excited for it, but I don't I don't have I don't have the VR too, so I don't have a way to play it. Uh, I mean, wow. I'm glad it's getting VR and hoping they eventually get another another Metro game down the road. Yeah. Really good games. 
Yeah, and I feel like it, it could uh, fit very well in VR too. Like the atmosphere yeah, of the games, the atmosphere, the horror element, yeah, would be great with VR because it's definitely while well, three not to the to the same degree as the first two, especially the first one. It had that oh yeah horror element was yeah about all the way through, and even the second one to the same degree. Yeah, and the bad part is the game also is really stingy with ammo, so you have to get somewhat creative, especially in harder difficulties. And it's a game where if you kill other people, you are penalized. Like, right. You minimize how much you kill other people. You're, you're going to get the bad ending. Yeah, no really doubt. Unique, uh, penalty system. Because the game doesn't tell you that. Yeah. It's just a consequence of, of playing through the game. Or maybe it does. It's It's been a hot second. But right. I, I always thought it was was a neat mechanic. Yeah, you know, it, like, you it really definitely is. Think about like the choice. You, don't, you can't just go down and just gun hundreds of people and there being no right. negative consequences is yep. what it's kind of getting at in this limited amount of people po- post-apocalyptic, you know? Yeah, I, I dig it. I, I dig it. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I mean, mine are going to be like, like super generic. I mean, I, I don't know if there's really a generic answer, but for me, Tears of the Kingdom, A, I'm still playing it. B, it, if I had beat the story, I would go back to it and work on other stuff in it that I haven't done. Um, Probably, I know Metroid Prime remastered for sure because uh, I just love that game and I can play it anytime. And it's obviously the definitive way to play now. Um, and what else? Mm. I definitely have to think about it. Yeah, I'm trying to think what recent reason. I mean, here, here's maybe a silly one, but my my daughter likes it, and it's like it's easy to get in and out of. But probably Pikmin One and Two Remaster, they're they're like fun games that you can like sort of jump in and out of, and they've got like a they've got really fun multiplayer too. So like it's it's one that like you could go back to anytime, and it's it's a recent game. I mean, I got it. I don't know five months ago it came out or something. Um, yeah. I still haven't played Pikmin four yet uh but yeah those are cool those are cool so that's probably my choice there and then we got one more viewer question um what are the two games that you're looking forward to the most on nintendo switch and playstation 5 Ooh, that's tough i mean i know what i'm looking for most on switch is uh prime four <laughs> i'm waiting for that for forever at this point yeah, that, the uh, the PS5 is a bit more difficult. I don't know. Well, I mean, we just talked about it, but I like for me. I gotta. Refer, I don't know if there's one that I'm actually. I'm I'm excited to play though. I gotta. Uh, um, for me, let me think here. So the thing is, I don't know. Is is does it have to be exclusive? They they, they didn't they didn't say, but I mean, it sounds like it. Yeah, like PS5. I don't know if it's exclusive, but the Stellar Blade is is going to be one of them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else though that I really, I really am <laughs> care. Like I'm I, Rise of the Ronin for me on on PS5 for sure, and then um, I don't care about the Final Fantasy VII remakes. So it's it's just as much as it probably should be. It's just not on my radar of games to play. I gotta say, man, I don't know. Um, there, there's there's a few because I wanted to say like maybe Metro VR, but like there's I think there's other. Another game that I think I'm probably looking forward to more than that. Um, Is uh, Pacifica Drive an exclusive for PlayStation? I don't know. That's a good question. That's one I'm really looking forward to for sure. Um, that might be one that I know of. Yeah, I I mean, 
that's I'll I'll keep an eye out for the for the rise of Ronan. It looks good, but I'll I'm, I want to wait and see uh, how it actually plays when it comes out. I'm dude, I'm I'm pumped for that. I think it looks really cool. Um, yeah, that one, and then I. In the superiors, okay, I don't so, know. I guess Silent Hill. I mean, even though I've got the backlash on it, I'm looking forward to at least checking it out and seeing if it's good. But that, I, I guess, that would bring my other. Apparently, that Pacific Drive it'll be on PS5 and PC. From what the from what's uh, tech that's drives. a weird combo. No, no Xbox. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, I would have rather, uh, or I would have liked it to have been on Xbox. It's a little okay. more powerful. So Stellar Blade's published by Sony, so that's going to be an exclusive. Yes, that's one of their big exclusives. Yeah. Well, I think Rise of Ronin and Stellar Blade are their, their two next big ones right now that we know of. Rise of Ronin, it's currently only, it's uh, according to Tech Raider, it's only planned for PS5. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a Sony game, right? Pretty sure it's just... Uh, well, uh, it, it, it didn't say, it just says it's currently only planned for PS5. So oh, okay, gotcha. Um, it, it's probably an exclusive, but I don't know if it's a Sony-owned studio or not. Right. Just based I, on how they boarded that. Switch, I gotta say, um, I'm looking forward to the uh, Luigi's Mansion 2 remake. There's actually a lot. Um, so the Peach game, I'm really looking forward to the Peach game because it is a 2D, it's a unique 2.5D platformer. That's not just a, a 2D platformer. It's it's uh, got really unique elements. It reminds me of Kirby and that you get all these different power-ups that you can use and do crazy things like um, draw across the screen to to move to an area. And um, it's different. We haven't gotten a Peach game since the DS. And that Peach game for the DS is in my top three DS games of all time. Super the, Princess uh, Peach. Princess Peach Showtime. Yeah, dude. It, I, I think it looks really good. So probably those two. Um, but I'm also looking forward to Mario vs. Donkey Kong and um paper mario the thousand year door uh remasters so um there's a lot on switch i'm looking forward to this year it's gonna be a busy year because we're getting switched to so that's w- once that comes out it, it, everything else is uh shut down for a minute so uh hopefully it's gonna be uh do we have any news on the on the i guess you're calling it switch too um i'll check real quick if there's been any update there was definitely i saw um nintendo prime shout out to him on youtube uh he has done it seems like um a video every single day on switch to updates let me see real quick it's, it's kind of funny we didn't talk about anything yeah. switch to this, so this i guess week. the question is is it going to be backwards compabible like use the same cartridge uh, it's gotta it's gotta be so here's something we got um EA boss on Switch 2 rumors. He says, um, new, pl- oh, well, this is just kind of with them. Um, new platforms are good for us. So essentially, they're just trying to say, hey, we're going to put our games on the system this generation. Because <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but when, at the start of the Switch, EA refused to release anything for the Switch. And we never got any of the sports games and, and, uh, EA, EA. EA being EA. Uh, Switch 2 specifically, we got, um, well, it looks like all the ones I'm pulling up seem to be ab- about that. Uh, yeah, I don't say anything specifically new that, that we haven't covered. Um, so, yeah, but those are uh, those are our community questions for the week. So I think we'll go ahead and wrap up. But hey, man, it's been a, a good show. Good show this week. Been, been a long one. <laughs> Been a long one. It's been a while since we had a a long podcast like this. So uh, 
Yeah, we haven't done that in a long time, but hey, it's it's good every now and then. And it was fun. Um, so we appreciate everybody watching and listening. And uh, of course, we will be back again next week. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube and please give us a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It helps us out a lot and it gets us pushed out. And we really need to get those build ups so we can push podcasts out more. Thanks again, everyone. And we will see you again next week. See ya.